This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever's on your mind at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. And joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Ryder. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com where you'll enjoy all of the features there uh, completely free. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Uh, Mark's still out, still in Florida. Uh, I think he is expecting to be back tomorrow. And boy, is he missing a lot. Uh, Ryder, I'm sure you've been following uh, today's goings-on. It has been crazy. Yeah, I'm happy to be here tonight in the studio. Um, during the day, though, I've had very busy days over the past week, so I haven't been able to get out to the events you have. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm waiting to be filled in by you. Uh, such as the listeners are as well. I only have a few and infor- a little bit of information from what came through the Keen four one one networks. The news here, and of course, as you know, we we discussed last night. Uh, Pete Ayer from the Liberty on Tour uh, from LibertyOnTour dot com was arrested yesterday uh, in court as he was sitting and watching uh, or preparing to watch a trial or a couple of trials of some other activist friends. Uh, He was sitting there and they threatened him for wearing a hat in the courtroom. He questioned their policy and they proceeded to uh, arrest him. They proceeded to take him away from that place. They told him to leave, but they never gave him a chance to leave. Uh, He was basically told to uh, told to leave and grabbed at that point and put under arrest. Uh, so after that, uh, there now was, it was the judge that said, take the hat off or was it no, a the, court the, security uh, the man officer? of the robe was not in the courtroom at the time. It was the, uh, one of the court security officers who targeted Pete. And then there were a couple of other keen police cops. Uh, we're here in Keene, New Hampshire, a couple other keen cops that jumped in to basically assist in all right actually excuse me the police actually made the arrest the bailiff did not because i know the judge has let hats in the courtroom slide before because he right? didn't because he didn't want to deal with it well he let the that's true I, I think i'm recalling that now but he actually didn't um say anything to the keen police officer no one said anything to the keen police officer who came in later with a hat on anyway there's video footage of all this uh over at freekeen.com and coplock.org uh, and there's going to be some fresh video footage uh, put up here at freekeen.com in just a little bit. I'll let you know when that's available of what happened today. So Pete was taken out of there yesterday. He refused to give his name and any information to the police. So therefore, he was being held as John Doe in jail. The jail was getting an outpouring of calls. I believe a bunch of people were calling the prosecutor's office as well as the Keene police court to express their displeasure that this peaceful man who was doing nothing more than sitting quietly in this courtroom wearing a hat expressing their support for him. And, and if people don't believe that people are actually call flooding these places, I heard as soon as um, someone's na- someone mentioned Pete's name, they were hung up on. Oh, boy. Um, or if they asked about yeah. John Doe, I guess they were hung up on. So I know I tried calling and I got a all circuits are busy message I couldn't even get through. Uh, so the activists are pouring out with their support because Pete and, Ad- uh, and Ademo are really great guys. They are very visible in the, the Liberty scene. They've driv- uh, driven around the country over at libertyontour.com and they've toured around they've they've uh, done meetups they've met with liberty minded people they've done outreach they've done some activism around the country and they came here to to uh, to keen to spend uh, the winter time and to kind of prepare for their next journey which was supposed to happen later on this year and also deal with uh, some charges they were facing in Massachusetts now they're both in jail 
as Adamo was arrested earlier today. Uh, we came out this morning bright and early to attend the arraignment for Pete on the charges of, uh, we're not even sure, I think disorderly conduct is one of them, resisting arrest. Uh, on those charges he was arrested for yesterday. And so we came out, we uh, entered the courtroom, and at uh, at one point during the arraignment, which was held by video... Well, they now, didn't now actually... hang on. He was being charged with uh, disorderly conduct, like you said. He's not being charged with any sort of contempt of court or breaching court policy. Pete Ayer is not being or, charged with any, any of or those any things. Or anything like that, which is just goes to show... They just charge you with disorderly conduct if you don't follow what they say, which is yeah. take your hat off or leave. That's pretty much it. It's it's an it's a disobedience charge essentially, and it is one of their favorites. Not just uh, here in Keene, but across the country, uh, disorderly conduct is a favorite charge of the police. So uh, a bunch of activists showed up this morning to support Pete. Of course, we realized when we got there that uh, it was likely going to be a video arraignment. As Pete was being completely non non cooperative yesterday when he was arrested, they had to drag him out of the courtroom. So probably they didn't want to have to drag him back into the courtroom. So they just had a video arraignment uh, and basically used an internet connection from point to point to where they had a video camera on the judge and one on Pete. Uh, the video camera, of course, doesn't point at the crowd in the 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 courtroom. So he was he was completely unaware of how many supporters were there for uh, in support of him. But during his arraignment. Uh, Adamo just couldn't handle it, just couldn't handle the sick, you know, the sick kind of sociopathic system that we're all being forced to live underneath. And he spoke out and he spoke out in a a very frustrated manner. And some will disagree with the words that uh, that he chose to use. We can't play them back on the air because they, you know, would uh, probably violate our our radio stations uh, indecency policies. Suffice it to say, he saw his uh, this system of so-called justice being perpetrated on his peaceful friend and was pretty sickened by this. He stands up and he makes a statement to that effect uh, and then proceeds to attempt to leave the courtroom. That's when he was arrested for so-called contempt of court. Mm. Okay, yeah, I saw the video of this. And what he said was absolutely disruptive. We have sure. to we have to admit that it was disruptive. It was disrespectful. Of course, I'm not saying the system is worthy of respect, but they think it is. Exactly right. And they not only think it's worthy of respect, they're willing to put you in a cage if you don't respect it. Effectively, our friend Adamo, who was going to be on the show tonight co-hosting, uh, is in a cage because he spoke. Right. Well, well, he just he disrupted the system. But as I understand it, I'm not a lawyer. But they could have just ejected him from the courtroom. Right. I, I understood contempt of court. Um, had to follow three steps. You had to be warned you were about to be held in contempt. Then you had to continue your current behavior, and then right. you had to be given your right of allocution uh, to try to d- dissuade the judge from holding you any longer. And he was never warned, as I understand Correct. it. Correct. You learned, and I believe you learned about that from my case when I was sentenced uh, to contempt, and you actually complained to the uh, the Judicial Conduct Committee about this, and you had looked up their rules, I think, and, and found this out. Yeah, I, f- I forget where I found that out specifically. Part of, part of it was probably your case, but other people have been held in contempt mm-hmm. uh, under the same judge, so... Over time, I've gone to understand it a little better. Right, and he did not do the. Uh, he did not give any sort of warning. It was just an immediate. That man is under arrest, and so they cuffed him. And Ad- uh, Adema was a little more, I guess, compliant than uh, Pete. He walked out of the uh, the courtroom. He did give his name, um, but none of that saved him from sixty days in jail. Yeah, that's what I heard. 
He did. Uh, he was brought back in for the so-called right of allocution, which is basically where you're allowed to grovel in front of uh, your master, the man in the robe. You are allowed to essentially speak your case you know, as to why you were doing what you were doing in an attempt to affect the man in the robe's sentencing of you. And it was interesting during this, and again, this video is going to be up here. We'll announce it when it's ready. It's processing right now on YouTube. But uh, it's interesting watching the way this all plays out because, you know, this guy totally didn't uh, he didn't cause any actual issues. He didn't attack anybody. He somebody made the point that you could actually hit a cop and probably get less time in, uh, you know, maybe not not too hard, but like push a cop or something like that. You can at least block a cop car and get less time. Yeah. I mean, 60 days for effectively offending the man in the robe. But that was one of the interesting parts of the video is the guy in the robe, the so-called judge, he claims at one point Adamo apologizes to him for hurting his feelings. It wasn't his intention to hurt his feelings. It was just his his opinion about how the court is and you know what, what was going on there. And the, the man in the robe made the statement that, uh, well, it's not his feelings that were hurt. It was the court. The court found it disruptive, but yeah, the, the judge didn't, which, right. of course, is one in the same. Yeah, it was disruptive to the court. But he made it very clear that he believes in this kind of fantasy where if you put a robe on, you become the court. And you've been anointed. You have to be anointed by the governor. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you put the robe on, you are no longer Ed Burke, the man. You are the court. And it's just... He tries to make this point on the video, and it's just so, it's such a strange ritual and such a strange religion. 800 259 9231. So, both our friends, uh, Ademo and Pete from LibertyOnTour.com, right now sitting in cells. It's Free Talk Live. How do we bring liberty into the forefront of entertainment? How about film festivals? How about Sundance Film Festival? Pledge today to moneybomb.silvercirclemovie.com to help Silver Circle complete production by the Sundance film submission deadline. Now's your chance to spread the message. Visit moneybomb.silvercirclemovie.com through the month of January to pledge. Because Sundance needs liberty. Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever's on your mind at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the various features that we have there for you. If you've got a smartphone, you can visit our mobile site if you need to. You can go to m.freetalklive.com to get access to that. It'll give you quick uh, links to our streams and podcasts and more. Go to m.freetalklive.com. And SACL CAI uh, has a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL knows the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respectful. They record every call and have the best equipment money can buy. So your business is handled as efficiently as possible. You can see their banner right at the top of our banner column at freetalklive.com. Dot com. And, of course, over at freetalklive.com, you'll also find uh, ways to interact with other listeners, like uh, creating the actual content for the website. It's a social bookmarking site that allows you to vote up or down on things that you like and submit uh, news or videos or something like that to the site so other people can vote on it. 
and you can go and get interactive over at freetalklive.com. We're recapping for you uh, what transpired today. I guess I am because you weren't there, Ryder. You had to. You've, you're a working man, and you were at the office today. That's true. Uh, which is one of the nice things about being here in New Hampshire is that if you can't make it to something some sort of an activist thing, because I'm here as part of the Free State Project. You happen to be a New Hampshire native, but uh, it's nice to be here around so many other people that care about freedom, because if you have to work, it's no big deal. There are usually people who are, you know, they've got the morning off, or they've got the day off, or something. They are available to go to whatever it is that needs to be attended. And actually, this morning, there were a couple of different things going on at the same time in two different courts. Uh, And we're just talking about in Keene, New Hampshire. I don't know what's going on in the rest of the state. There may be other things happening across New Hampshire, but uh, at least here, the activists actually had to split up, and we were able to do it. We had at least a half a dozen people in both courtrooms uh, today, and so that was... That was cool. The other courtroom uh, was a what they call a preliminary pretrial for a trespassing trial, which is a bunch of nonsense. And it really wasn't very interesting at all. It was pretty much like a lawyer feeding frenzy where the prosecuting attorneys and the defense attorneys talk with the judge about setting dates for deadlines and things like that. It was entirely uneventful and, uh, you know. A way to essentially spend two hours doing virtually nothing. Luckily, smartphones exist now, and it makes things a little more productive while being in uh, in a courtroom. So that was kind of the other thing that was going on today, and it's it's great that we already have enough people to attend these things. But it sure would be nice if there were more people here to make even more possible. And and we're really going to see what's going to be possible coming up in the next few years up here in New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, which we'll tell you about more. Uh, but our friends uh, Pete and uh, and Ademo from LibertyOnTour.com. Uh, they're both now in a cage. Pete is in a cage because he was wearing a hat in a courtroom. Uh, Demo is in a cage now because he spoke in a courtroom. Mm-hmm. And it really is – it's just so crazy. I mean this is supposed to be the land of the free, the First Amendment, freedom of speech, freedom of expression. Apparently – that's supposed to apply when it comes to the government, but not in their courtroom. Now, Adam is in – Adam, the one with the hat. No, not the one with the hat. Adam is the one with the contempt for speaking out. Correct. That's uh, a demo, yes. He, he was he was uh, held by Judge Burke and then held by the police for a little bit and then I presume brought back in to have a right of allocution with Judge Burke. That's correct. Who um, is the court. So they could have brought in another judge, I guess, theoretically, to hear this case on an unbiased level, but no, they here in front of the same exact court. They, have they ever done that? I have don't, they ever brought in another judge for a I'm not saying hearing? they I'm not saying they ever have, but if this system yeah. is supposed to be about justice and fairness, uh Judge Burke is the one accusing him of yes. having been contemptuous of court, and then he goes back in front of Judge Burke. So I see major problems with that. Absolutely. There are those uh conflicts of interest all throughout their system. Um, even beyond that, of course, you're typically being uh, you know, tried by the state. You're being judged by the state. Right. And in many cases, people are defended. Now, Adam by the is state. already sentenced to 60 days. Whether, Correct. Whether or not he'll That's serve done. 60 days is still up in the air because you were sentenced to 180 days. No, you were sentenced to 90 days. We've had another activist sentenced to 180 days. Neither of you served the full term. So, yeah, will he stay in for so the 60 days? We I don't can know. start filing motions and trying to get Adam out of jail, whether that's what he wants or not. I guess that's still up in the air. Not sure. I do understand that there has been a local uh, attorney, uh, Lance Weber, who has been in touch with him. So we will okay. be able to find out over time what, what he wants. Now, as far as Pete goes, though. And we're going to try to get him on the show at some point. He's not sentenced to anything yet. 
Correct. Well, Pete is essentially being held pending trial right. for uh, the so-called disorderly conduct of wearing a hat in court. Is there a trial date set? Not that I know of. And he's not identifying? He is not. They know who he is, right. but uh, he is not giving any further information. He's not given them his name, but they and know And he's going to get a lot of criticism for doing this because we've been over this several times before with Sam, with, uh, I think, it happened with a couple other activists that they just wouldn't identify. People want you to obey. And they want you to bow down. But what do you say to someone who just says, you know, Pete should identify if he wants his day in court, identify, get out, work on your case and then come back to court and defend yourself? I don't blame him for not wanting to submit to their process. I mean, they he doesn't see what they're doing as legitimate in any way. So I don't think he feels I obviously can't speak for him. Right. So I don't think that he feels like he can help them legitimize their system by playing right into it. Hmm. But he has submitted to an extent because he showed up to trials, not in Keene maybe, but in other states. And I face this myself. Mm -hmm. If I'm going to not consent to their system, I have to completely not consent to their system and not show up to their court dates, et cetera, and not show up to jail if they sentence me to jail. Mm. And I figured that was not practical. Well, so to an, an I don't extent, think you have to go it all the way, right? I mean, some different activists over over the years have gone different uh, lengths as far as their level of non-cooperation I, with, their, with their captors. I mean, in the case of Pete, he decided to go completely limp and, uh, you know, he had to be dragged out. He's not... Uh, he's not cooperating. We don't know if they had to drag him over to the video feed today at the the jail. We're not sure about that. Maybe he is being a little more cooperative in jail. Who knows? Some people are more cooperative in jail than they are on the outside. That's how I was when I was uh, arrested. The, I was arrested three times this year, and when I was put in jail, um, you know, I was I was very nice to the people, and I'm always nice to the the government bureaucrats. But I was much more cooperative with the uh, the guys running the jail than I was with the people who actually did the uh, the arresting. So there, are, I think there are different levels of co- uh, cooperativeness, and the, of course, the more cooperative you are, the so-called easier it is on you. But on the other hand, if you aren't cooperative, then it really tips their hand, and it shows. Look what these people are willing to do. They're willing to hold this man who was entirely peaceful, who had not harmed another human being, in a cage for essentially an indefinite period of time until they decide to have this trial, which could be whenever. It may be a few months before they decide to you know, actually hold a trial for, uh, for Pete. I, I, I totally understand what he's doing. It wouldn't be right for me because I've got other things that are on my plate that I need to get back to. Pete has the ability, thank goodness, to spend this kind of time doing this. Otherwise, he may not have been as uh, disobedient. But he could be out and also posting videos and preparing a defense for himself as well. He could be. It's obviously a little more difficult to prepare a defense uh, from jail and certainly can't post any videos, but there are people on the outside that are that are handling that. I'd like to get your thoughts at 800-259-9231 as more liberty activists uh, being put in jail up here in New Hampshire. And, of course, there's a movement afoot which will involve a bunch of uh, more people coming up here and getting active in various different ways, not just civil disobedience, but also politics and other things. We'll tell you more about the Free State Project in a bit. We'll also take your calls about anything you want. This is Free Talk Live. How does a cruise to Bermuda sound? How about a cruise to Bermuda with Stefan Molyneux, Wes Bertrand of Complete Liberty, and me? This cruise isn't just a convention on the water, it's an unconference where the event is what you make of it. The boat has an ice skating rink, rock climbing wall, miniature golf, and much more. The ship leaves Bayonne, New Jersey in November 2011. But you need to reserve your berth now. They're as low 
as $535, double occupancy. Go to cruise.freetalklive.com. Do it today, cruise.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves, bring up whatever's on your mind at 800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian Ryder. And you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features you will find there for free. 800-259-9231 is, our, again, our number of the site. You can enjoy some of the features that include our bulletin board system. It allows you to get interactive with other Free Talk Live listeners over at bbs.freetalklive.com. It's totally free, of course. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. And if you've ever considered taking your case to court without an attorney, like uh, Pete and Ademo are likely going to do, they don't seem like the kind of guys that uh, lawyer up in, uh, in these instances. A lot of the keen activists go pro se. Uh, jurisdictionary is a course, jurisdictionary.com rather, is a course for people without a lawyer who must know what it takes to win and for people with lawyers that want to minimize their legal fees and maximize winning by knowing exactly what should be being done in their name. It works for plaintiffs or defendants and costs less than an hour with any good lawyer and is so easy an average eighth grader can go through the complete four CD course in a single weekend. You can get it at jurisdictionary.com. That's jurisdictionary.com. As we go to your phone calls, uh, our friends are in jail right now, and Marciano is on the line in Texas. Hey, hey Ian. How you doing? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Ryder's here, too. Hello. Hey, how you doing, guys? Um, listen, man, uh, I saw the videos, and, man, those guys are disgusting, man. I mean... Which they, guys? Well, what are they doing to these innocent people? You're talking about the court no. people, the court uh, the bailiffs and the police that arrested uh, Ademo and Pete from LibertyOnTour.com? Exactly. I mean, I mean, and the guy in the black dress wasn't even there. I mean, what was? what's the deal? Why did he bother them? Well, uh, he didn't bother them. It was the, uh, the bailiff, and they have their rules, and they're arbitrary, and the arbitrary rules say that uh, you aren't allowed to wear a hat when you're in the room called a court. Now... I don't think that rule applies when it's not the court, because that very same room uh, here in Keene, New Hampshire, is a multi-purpose room. During Mm -hmm. the daytime, it is the district court, and the state of New Hampshire pays the city of Keene rent to rent that portion of the that floor out. They used to pay rent. Keene gave it to them. uh, Oh, really? They waived the lease or something. Yeah, you guys. That's that's your your room because. with your tax money, that's your room. Well, that's a nice thing to say, uh, but I think the reality of the situation is they completely control that room uh, during the daytime hours. Then after 4 o'clock, they uh, actually empty it out, and you can walk right in there and sit in the ju- the, uh, the judge's chair. I've been out back, and I saw Judges Burke, uh, Judge Burke's nameplate out back before. Really? Out in the parking lot? No, not no in the back room oh, that yeah. are opened after 4 o'clock. Yeah, it just opens right up. You could go and have your own little uh, kangaroo court if you wanted to. It's so funny. And, uh, and then after... Afterwards, of uh, course. Ian, yes, sir. Well, any 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 support you guys need, uh, you know, we have the RGV No State website. Uh, just send it on to us, and we'll gladly post it on there for you guys. Well, I don't know way. if you know there are a lot of people listening. Maybe they'll send it to you. But if you want, there are uh, you know all kinds of details over at copblock.org. That's one of the primary locations to get information about what's going on. Uh, there's also a free Ademo and Pete. Facebook group where there's quite a bit of planning and uh, activism going on. So if you are wanting to help, then I would recommend seeking uh, those things out. And uh, thank you, Marciano, for the call. Okay, tonight. yeah. I mean, is it okay if we post that on our website? Is, it, is that okay? I don't, you never have to ask permission to uh, to post 
anything that we do that I know of on uh, on your site. So you know, by all means, post away and share and all of that. Thank you for the call. 800-259-9231. Boy, I can't imagine... I mean, I guess it's a nice thing to do, but I can't imagine asking permission from everybody that I want to repost something from on the Internet. If you make a blog post or a video or something like that, and I like it, I'm going to put it on my blog, and I'm going to give you credit for it. And Yeah, as long, people- as, long as you give credit, I think it's a respectable thing to do. You shouldn't have to... Absolutely. I'm going to link to the the original video. I'm going to link to the original uh, blog, and I might copy them onto my, my site, too. That's that's how information spreads on the Internet. If you had to ask someone every time you reposted a YouTube video, no videos would ever go viral, yeah, ever. Absolutely. And people make millions off viral videos. So please don't ask my permission. Anything you find on any of my websites, freetalklive.com or freekeen.com, please repost. LRN.FM is designed for you to rebroadcast. Take the content, use it in whatever way helps you. Uh, 800-259-9231. So we continue here uh, with you know an update on what has been going on. As I mentioned, copblock.org, a great place to go to get information. Ademo is one of the bloggers over at Copblock, and luckily there are other people that are helping out with the site, uh, so they're able to kind of you know keep things going at full speed, basically. There's a good team of folks over there, and of course there's a lot more to Copblock than just following what uh, Ademo and Pete are up to. Uh, of course, your thoughts are welcome at 800-259-9231. Do you think that somebody should be put in a cage for 60 days for saying some not-so-nice things in a courtroom? Does anybody think that? I'm, I'm sure you're out there. We had the apologist call in last night for uh, the, you know, excusing the court for putting, uh, putting Pete in a cage for having a hat on. So surely somebody out there thinks it's, yeah, I think it, you should have had 180 days for saying the F word in court. Hmm. I would imagine those people are out there. If you are, please uh, feel free to share your thoughts at 800-259-9231. Someone like that would be someone that respects the system to its full extent, but you you still can't respect this system. Even if you did, there's no justice here because he wasn't brought in front of another judge. He wasn't given his warning on contempt. So even if you respect the system, I believe the system was a little bit circumvented here and well, is it respecting the system, these people, or are they worshiping the system? Uh, well, I, I guess it would get close to the, the level of worshiping the system, but that's because you believe the system is fair and works, and it doesn't look fair I'm in sorry. this case. It is not. I completely agree with you. Not, not only in this case, but in so many cases. In so many cases is this system essentially turned against the very people that it, you know, it portrays itself as assisting, serve and protect. Well, really, they're there to serve and protect the state. And the second video, which for whatever reason YouTube is taking forever to, to process, I swear to you, we'll have it up at some point and let you know. But the uh, the second video, uh, in the after uh, Ademo is taken away, there's a bit of a commotion in the court as Meg, our Saturday night co-host here on Free Talk Live, um, basically you know, demands that these bailiffs actually do the right thing and release this man, release this peaceful man who has not harmed anyone else uh, to take him out of the clutches of this judge to do the right thing. And, of course, the men in, uh, in the, you know, the uniformed men and the, uh, the men wearing the blazers refuse to do anything to assist her, and they instead demand that she leaves the courtroom, and eventually she, she and the rest of us uh, do end up leaving. But it really makes it crystal clear who they're really there to serve. I mean, she was requesting that they assist her and that they you know do something for her and protecting uh and serving and you know keeping the peace 
But no, no, they're there to serve the man in the robe, and they're there to uh, to you know protect and serve their masters in the legislature and the uh, various other bureaucracies. Okay, but what are they gonna do? I'm not saying they, that I mean the cops. Yeah, I'm not saying that Meg was the bad. right thing. They could release the the man and then arrest the judge. I don't think anyone was asking for that. But the judge was the man was ordered arrested by the judge. True, and the, these police. Maybe they should do it. Maybe morally they should risk their jobs to release someone that they've been ordered to arrest. Right. Well, they're, they're clearly going to risk their jobs. You're right about that. Um, I, I don't think anybody wanted them to arrest the man in the robe. I think they would have been happy with just letting the uh, the peaceful man out of their, their clutches, basically. And, yeah, that would essentially take uh, mean they'd probably lose their jobs. And I don't blame them for being cowardly maybe right. is the right word i don't blame them for being cowardly they've got uh, families they need to feed they've got mortgages they need to pay and they've been used to working in these jobs for their whole lives but at some point when will enough be enough when will they decide that that they can no longer morally engage in this behavior because it is incredibly in my opinion immoral behavior well unfortunately it's not going to click one day in a courtroom, it's not going to click no, in their head not. and they're not going to release someone. And it took nope. Brad Jard as someone who agreed with you four to five years from the time he started agreeing with you to the time he had to morally quit his his uh, police work. Yeah, that's true. It's not a short process. There's no doubt about it. I mean, I don't think anybody really expected Meg to, to get her wishes uh, in that particular case. But it was a very stark uh, example of them protecting and serving the state instead of you and I. 800-259-9231. You can bring up anything you want. And the toll-free number again. 1-800-259-9231. Take control of the airwaves. Doesn't have to be just about Liberty on Tours. Pete and Adam who are currently in cages. And at some point, hopefully we'll be able to hear from them. Odds are it won't be tonight. We've still got to get a, a landline phone number out to them so they can call from the jails uh, from the jails phones. 800-259-9231 is the number you can call. Bring up anything. It is Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Dial in toll-free. Take control of the airwaves. Uh, you're welcome to share your thoughts on the so-called justice system that we have. As a couple of our peaceful friends from LibertyOnTour.com were arrested uh, today and yesterday. Details are up over at CopBlock.org and some fresh video coming soon, I promise. We'll go, I'm re-uploading it to YouTube. Maybe they'll actually process this one correctly. I'm still still letting the other one process, too. So patience, and we'll get you some uh, some video of what happened today. You can check that out on your own time. Meantime, 800-259-9231. You can also join us online at freetalklive.com. And if you enjoy this program and you'd like to help support Free Talk Live, you can do that by going to promote.freetalklive.com and get a whole list of things that you can do to get Free Talk Live on more radio stations across the country and bring more internet listeners on board as well. Go to promote.freetalklive.com as we go to John listening in Minnesota to WNMT. Hello, John. Hi. Hey, Hi. What's on your mind tonight? Hey. Well, I was just listening um, about the, the 
judicial problems that you guys are having. And, and I'm, my family is going through the same exact thing. Um, I'll try to be real quick. But there's a judge in the Ninth Judicial District in northern Minnesota that's been brought up on ethics charges, been brought up to the Ninth Judicial Review Board, and every time it happens, nothing gets done. Hmm. And the reason is, in, in Minnesota, the ethics boards consist of four judges, three lawyers, and only two lay people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, the, the judges won't do nothing to the judges, and the lawyers won't do nothing to the judges nope. because they got to go in front of them in their court. That's right. And you only have two lay people. And we're trying to get legislation going through right now to change those laws. And another big problem in this state is that half of these judges end up being appointed. And they sit on the bench forever, and they wait for a governor that has their political views. And then they retire in midterm, so that governor appoints them so that their political views are appoints a new judge that has the same political views. And our Constitution says that all these judges are supposed to be elected, and they're getting around to being elected by, by this system. Oh, yeah, they get around I mean, anything they want to. Up here, they actually have it in their rules where they can waive any of their rules any time. It's incredible. You know, I don't know if I can say this and get bleeped out or whatever, but the judge's name is Lois Lane. And if you go to the all-judges forum and you pull it up, you'll see what people feel about her and how many people. She's so biased that it's unbelievable. And this isn't just criminal cases where guys have been thrown in jail because they screwed something up or whatever that has sour grace. These are good people, custody battles, uh, civil suits, all kinds of stuff. And mine happens to be a 26-year-old daughter that ended up in a coma through a disease called blastomycosis. And the sperm donor father filed for emergency ex parte child endangerment. We go into the hearing... And he gets on a stand, and the judge asks if the child's in danger. And he says, no, no, they take wonderful care of her. She's awesome. And the judge listens to that side of the story. But later on, we find out the judge's stenographer is best friends with this kid's mom. He's a seven-time convicted felon. Meth, possession of meth, intense felon. The stenographer? And, and the judge... Just a point of information. You're saying the stenographer is a uh, meth head? I think the stenographer's no, son. No, no, no. The, the stenographer was best friends with this young man that's trying to get custody, and he's a seven-time convicted felon, meth possession of meth, and intent to sell. And this judge gave this five-year-old little girl to this kid. Wow! And his girlfriend, fiance, is a three-time convicted. Now, girl. where is this? Uh, which court uh, is this? The Ninth Judicial Court in Grand Rapids. Minnesota, Itasca County. So, where so it's a state-level court, then, is what it is. Correct. Yeah, yeah. correct. Okay. And, and this isn't the first time this judge has had this type of problem, but nothing gets done to it. Well, it sounds, yeah, it sounds like the good old boy network is, uh, is alive and well, wouldn't you say? Yeah, and I'll give you one more real quick deal. Mm-hmm. We can prove the stenographer in the courtroom, I paid $365 for the transcript. Ye gods. Tried to get, I tried to get her removed, the judge, from this case. And when we got the stenographer report, they weren't accurate. Eight people wrote affidavits to the next judge up telling them that they weren't accurate. And there's an audio tape in the courtroom. They won't release the audio tape. The audio tape wow. was true. The stenographer falsified the court record. Incredible. They, judges will, will not release that. 
Are you allowed to? Be. Are you point of information? Are you allowed to bring recording devices of your own into this court? No, you're not allowed. Wow, nope. man, that ha- that is terrible. Control. And there's a surveillance tape. And at one point in the courtroom, the judge threw her papers in the air and stormed out of the courtroom. Took a recess to try to compose herself, and then she came back, and she was just as bad then as when she left the courtroom. But you can't get us- the surveillance tape either. No, they won't give us. The- you know, where's the justice? Where if is I the public? Where, no, not only where gone, is the justice, but where's the public aspect of these of these trials? I mean, the the whole thing is such a sham. And as Mark Stevens points out over at uh, his website, Mark Stevens with a with a C, by the way, MarkStevens.net, uh, the the entire thing, the whole judicial system, is nothing more than window dressing for violence. It's nothing more than a cover for violence against mostly peaceful people. You got it, and 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 it's the good old boys network. The police wouldn't investigate. I mean, it was. Thanks for the call tonight. I'm sorry to hear that, but unfortunately, your story is not uncommon. It is hitting your head against a wall over and over again to try to get some sort of truth or quote-unquote justice out of this. Uh, New Hampshire has the Judicial Conduct Committee, and three of the members of the Judicial Conduct Committee have uh, the word the Honorable (laughs) before their name. And uh, one of them has uh, DDS as a as a title, and one of them has ESQ. Is that Esquire or something like that? DDS isn't that a dentist? I it could it could Maybe be it's a, a lawyer dentist. thing. I so don't know. <laughs> I'm not saying that all of them are lawyers or judges, yeah. but certainly three of them have the honorable in front of them, which yeah. means they're either judges or possibly mayors. But it's a very uh, well, the the honorable I think could mean like a, a state representative too, right, or some okay. sort of political office. But typically in a uh, court situation, it means a judge. And uh, when you actually submitted something to that particular committee, they basically bounced it right back in your face, even though you had video evidence of how their judge was behaving. They just ruled that there was no judicial dis- uh, misconduct. Even though you and- had researched their rules and discovered that he had absolutely broken their own rules. But the point you didn't realize at the time, I think, is that – and I certainly didn't know. Nobody knew that they actually have uh, – they can, they can break their own rules according to their rules. It's, it's written right in. It's like the first rule in New, uh, New Hampshire District Court rules that uh, the judge can waive any rule at any time. But they that doesn't that doesn't mean they can't they shouldn't follow the uh, judicial conduct uh, booklet. They still have to follow judicial conduct by the rules. Maybe. <laughs> well, nobody will force them to though, right? Like you know, we tried to get them to take a look at this, and they just bounced it right back at you. And it's so typical from across the country where people will see they'll witness these uh, judges losing it, freaking out, throwing people in cages for no reason whatsoever beyond the fact that their ego's been hurt or something like that, and uh, and then nothing comes of it. There's no justice available when the system is the the uh, you know the victimizer when the system is creating the unju- uh, you know the injustices of the world it, it won't correct itself there's no way for it to for all of their supposed oversight and the you know it's the best system in the world this is what a lot of the people who defend it will say the system still sucks and there's a lot more that could be done to make it better and just to make it clear that you know we're not just here to tear things down on free talk live there are solutions available and one of the solutions, if you're going to keep the government monopoly court system, is to stop aggressing against peaceful people. That would be nice. It would be a nice step in the right direction. Like, you know, not arresting people for uh, having a plant in their pocket or not arresting somebody for blowing through a stop sign or something like that. Not doing the silly crap that they load up their court dockets with and instead focusing on real crimes. That'd be nice. It'd be a step in the right direction. But to really have a truly accountable system, you need to have 
you need to have the ability to opt out. And what I mean by that is not to uh, to not be forced to fund something that is, in my opinion, inherently broken, something that is inherently corrupt and subject to the good old boys network. If they knew that you couldn't, uh, if they knew that they couldn't get money out of you simply because you're going to pay taxes or else, or else you might have your home stolen from you or some, or worse, perhaps, then they would have to behave differently. If they knew that you were buying their services because they offered good services at a good price, then that would change how they behave. But they know that you can't do those things, and they know that you're going to pay the taxes. And so they just go right ahead and they do whatever the heck they want to do, and they get away with it. Because they know that no matter how upset you are, you'll keep paying. And that's what I'll do. I'll keep paying until I'm finally so fed up that I am willing to put my house on the line and risk them stealing my home and kicking me out of it and, you know, destroying my livelihood essentially because my home is one of the most important things I have in my life. I'm not a very I'm not a rich man or anything like that. Um, and I'm getting more and more sick and tired of it, right? But I really am. It, it wastes people's money even if you're found not guilty. So maybe your case was continued once. That wastes your day in work. And uh, in a true market situation, the person who asked for the continuance would probably be the one that pays all the expenses to continue it to another day. Absolutely. There's more coming up here. You can take control. Bring up what you want. Uh, This is Free Talk Live. By the way, cops are apparently being murdered. We'll tell you about it. Hour 2 is coming up. Free Talk Live. With so much economic confusion, who can you trust for straight talk? For years, author and investor Peter Schiff has been in the front of the pack, pointing out the insanity while offering real investment solutions. Now, all of Peter's videos, articles, and TV appearances are compiled into a free email. The EP Weekly Digest, which contains the fresh insights by Peter and other Europac voices, like the hard-charging Mike Pinto. To subscribe, please go to epweeklydigest.com, epweeklydigest.com. Launching into the second hour of the program, you can dial in toll-free, take control of the airwaves, 1-800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those. Again, freetalklive.com. And joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Ryder. Uh, as we continue here, the story out of Fox News where so-called authorities fear cops are being targeted. After 11 cops have been shot in 24 hours, they're worried that uh, these incidents may not be a coincidence. In 24 hours, 11, at least 11 cops have been shot. The most recent incident at a fugitive's house in St. Petersburg, Florida, left two officers dead and a U.S. marshal wounded on Monday. Hours earlier, an Oregon officer was critically wounded after being shot multiple times during a traffic stop. Monday's violence followed a bloody Sunday that left an officer in Indianapolis critically wounded during a traffic stop shooting. Four officers in Indy wounded after a gunman opened fire in a precinct and two more in Washington wounded in a shootout in a Walmart parking lot. According to the spokesbureaucrat for the International Union of Police Associations, Richard Roberts, he says it's not a fluke. There's a perception among officers in the field that there's a war on cops going on. (laughs) Is he being paranoid? It, it, it's a weird way to put it. A war on cops. Whereas it's been almost 40 years since the police, well, not the police, but they've been the enforcers of the government declared war on drugs, which more accurately could be described as a war on drug users, of course. Yeah. Because you can't fight 
drugs. Right. And in a war, typically, I mean, the, the whole term war is so just inappropriate, I think, for uh, what the war on drugs actually is. I mean, you're right. They are going after drug users. And of course, those people are our friends and our family members and uh, our coworkers. But it's not really a war unless somebody fights back. I mean, typically, usually when there's a war, there are declared sides. There's the, you know, your side and the other side, and uh, and they fight. And, and there's some level of strategy and organization among one side. So to say there's a war on cops is to say that there is a group of people that are somehow strategically communicating communicating yeah. and then targeting police officers which it doesn't sound like that happened according it sounds to the like incidents. paranoia it sounds like these cops are are really paranoid but then again maybe uh, there's maybe this is a significant uptick in you know the usual deaths when it comes to being a police officer is my understanding it's not a particularly deadly or even dangerous uh job i mean there are a lot of other jobs that are much more dangerous i'm not saying it's not dangerous i'm just saying that in many instances there are other jobs that are far more common that are also far more dangerous than uh, than being a police officer but nonetheless uh, leave it to the police to believe that they're being persecuted for something here because it it's likely a coincidence, but who knows? Maybe they're onto something. Florida officers Tom Badinger and Jeffrey Lee, uh, Jeffrey Yaslowitz were killed Monday when agents tried to arrest Hydra Lacey Jr., a 39-year-old, on an aggravated battery charge. They believe Lacey opened fire on the agents, also injuring a U.S. marshal. Lacey, who was found dead at home following an hour-long standoff, had a long and violent criminal record, including a sexual battery conviction. In Oregon, a gunman is still on the loose after shooting Officer Stephen Dodds during a traffic stop on Monday. Police say the gunman led police on a chase after the shooting and fired several shots at officers but missed before being stopped by spike strips and escaping on foot into a wooded area. He's described as armed and extremely dangerous. Indy Police Chief Paul Sisleski says he believes 60-year-old Thomas Hardy is the man who shot Officer David Moore twice in the face and in his chest and leg during a traffic stop Sunday, critically wounding Moore. And the the Indiana Department of Corrections says that Hardy has a criminal history dating back to at least 1984 when he was sentenced to 13 years on a uh, burglary conviction. So, you know, what are the odds these people across the country are in in touch with one another? It sounds to me like some random incidents of violence that have have happened. Do the police actually have any reason to believe that these are connected beyond the fact that they all happened within a 24-hour period? Not that I can see from what you're describing to me. It does sound paranoid to say any sort of organized targeting is going on. In Detroit, 38-year-old Lamar D. Moore was uh, fatally shot after opening fire at a police station, wounding the precinct commander, two sergeants, and an officer. The day before, a family spokesman said his brother was to be sentenced in a double homicide case. So the guy was desperate. He was going to jail. And he decided to take some some people out. Hey, he was, he was out on some sort of bail, and then he was about to be sentenced the next day? Is that what it just said? It doesn't make that clear. It doesn't make that clear. I maybe. would not. He, was, ha- I he would, opened fire at a police station, so who knows? Maybe he got his hands on a gun while he was in the police station. Okay. I don't know. They don't go into a lot of detail. Uh, but while the shootings don't appear to be connected, the police guy, the, you know, the head of their union, uh, Robert, says they have one thing in common. He's told the station, we don't have any data, but there seems to be a type of criminal out there looking to thwart authority. So you have nothing to go on. Wait, wait. There seems to be some sort of criminal out there looking to thwart authority. Yeah, which criminal? Wouldn't, isn't it, wouldn't that be the definition of being a criminal? 
certainly it it fits uh, being a criminal fits into that parameter i would say so absolutely or that parameter fits onto uh, being a criminal sometimes being a criminal means you're just trying to you know get away with something without this i think what he means is they're targeting the cops as opposed to just trying to like being a typical criminal trying to just get away with a crime these guys are willing to you know shoot back mm-hmm. essentially and i want to make it clear and and i think we touched on this last night when somebody brought it up I don't in any way endorse uh, violence as a means to achieving liberty. In fact, I don't believe it's even a means to achieving liberty. I think it's a means to achieving more violence. No, there's no there's no point in attacking a government official with violence. You're not going to accomplish anything. It's going to be completely impractical, and you're going to probably either be dead or in jail for the rest of your life. Yeah, that's likely the case. Uh, odds are good you're going to be dead, that there's a smaller chance that you'll be in jail for the rest of your life. And then after that, regardless of what happens to you, the news media, but especially if you're killed, uh, the news media will paint you as some radical nut job who lives alone in the woods or whatever. This is so typically happens with uh, people that snap and end up you know, killing cops and killing bureaucrats. Uh, you get painted as some sort of nut job, even though you may be justifying it in your mind. You may be justifying it. Say, well, this, you know, these guys are hurting people. The, these people are... They're doing wrong to uh, to people, and they're aggressing against me. So therefore, you know, it's fair game for me to turn right back, uh, you know, back around and give them what's for. And you know, a few years ago, I might have agreed with that sentiment, and and I can understand therefore where that sentiment comes from. But I find that incredibly counterproductive. And not only is it counterproductive, and it's just not uh, pragmatic, but it's also, I think, morally wrong to lower yourself to the level of using violence. So I just want to make it clear that uh, this show in no way uh, endorses it. But if the police are right in their paranoid belief that there's actually some sort of war on cops going on, then they really did nothing besides bring it upon themselves by being a, a particularly violent group of people in the first place. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying that when you aggress against people on a wholesale basis as a part of your daily making your daily living, which is what the police do, they shouldn't be surprised when people get fed up. And when they snap, and I'm not saying that's what happened in these circumstances, but it has happened in a number of circumstances where ordinary, regular folk who aren't career criminals will just lose it and they'll go on a crazed rampage, shooting at bureaucrats and police all, all the like. Mm-hmm. It's really that, madness. Yeah, yeah you're, um, you're not going to see this happen to some sort of private organization for the most part, although people do lose their jobs and then lose their cool and, and horrible things happen. But I'm wondering if in history there has been a citizen uprising or something like that against a government where you could go back and say, well, that government was actually a fair government compared to the rest of the world. Yeah, good question. Well, some would say that the uh, the founding fathers of this country were upset and had an uprising over a 1% tax on tea. Well, in that case, that seems very fair compared to what we have now. Certainly does. So some would say that uh, you know these people back in the 1700s were so upset over uh, what the the king was doing over in Great Britain that they were willing to put their lives and their fortunes and all of that on the line and to use violence to try to change things. But look at what we got. But I, look I, at what their violence got us. More violence. I think the frustration that leads to violence goes back to what we were talking about earlier in the show, and that's the pounding your head against the wall trying to get some sort of fix through the political or the judicial system or anything and it's completely broken beyond belief and people don't know what to do sometimes. it is frustrating there is a solution and it's not an easy one and it doesn't involve violence it involves peace 
We'll explain that here in a little bit. 800-259-9231. You can also take control of what, bring up whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Sign up at hostgator.freetalklive.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at hostgator.freetalklive.com host you. Whatever you want at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. And Ryder. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features there for free. We've got archives, so if you've missed a moment of the show, you can just click and download. They're right there on the front page of the website, and they are completely free. So enjoy those. In fact, they go all the way back to uh, late 2006 in the archive section uh, enjoy over at freetalklive.com. And we're talking about uh, this story where Fox News is reporting that the police around the country, a number of cops, are uh, under the belief, and it's backed up by absolutely nothing besides total superstition and paranoia, that uh, there's a war on cops going on. Apparently there have been 11 cops shot, not 11 murdered, but 11 cops uh, shot in 24 hours like the last, basically the last day or so. Right. And they might be right in saying that people are getting more and more frustrated, but I couldn't say any particular reason why over the they're past. They're saying that. Uh, they're, uh, the people you, that you're quoting, the police spokespeople you're saying, aren't saying that? No, no. They just think that uh, there's bad, bad people out there that are you know, trying to, to get them, essentially. That there's some sort of c- campaign to, uh, to take out the cops. Okay. In that case, I would, be, I would say they're wrong. I think it's a trend. That's upticking because of people's increased frustration. There's no particular reason why it would uptick over the past 36 hours, necessarily. But well, unless there was some sort of paranoia, you know, this actual campaign going on of violence, of like, you know, individuals who are connected by some sort of secret network, some kind of terrorist uh, cell, basically. That's well, if activated. that's the case, I never got the memo, so... <laughs> Uh, so eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You're not a violent person, writer. You don't. You know. You wouldn't do that stuff. I would not shoot a cop. No. No. Um, and in this case, we were talking about how violence isn't the solution. One of the things we'd like to talk about on Free Talk Live, besides pointing out the terrible things that these government people are doing with your money and supposedly in your name, despite pointing out the the horrors of the monopoly of on violence that is government. I also like to talk about solutions and things that can be done to change things for a better future for all of us and our kids and their grandchildren and our grandchildren and so on and so forth. And a, a viable solution to the violence of the government is not violence, as many people believe. Many people, you know, I'm going to take them out as many as I can when I go down. You know, this kind of mentality uh, that violence is somehow going to advance the ideas of freedom. I don't think that in general that's a very good idea. And I think that what is a, a good idea is to use peace as your solution. And we've seen many times over the years how people who've used peace are, you know, very, very effective in getting things to change. You know, you look at uh, 
Mahatma Gandhi, for instance, or Martin Luther King using very peaceful but non-cooperative actions, perhaps, or civilly disobedient actions to uh, to lead toward the change they wanted. They did not pick up weapons and begin executing the, the police or the bureaucrats that, that might have disagreed with them because – not only is it not pragmatic, as we pointed out before, but it's also wrong. It's it's just wrong to lower yourself to the level of using violence to try to get your way, to try to get what you want from people. And that's essentially what the people who are advocating violence as a solution are saying. They're saying that, well, if it's good enough for them, uh, the government, then it's good enough for us and we'll use the exact same means and we'll hope that the ends will be different. We'll hope that the ends are going to be you know, a world of liberty. Right. Who, who was the last non-government employee – that used violence that got some sort of statue or memorial named after them because yeah that's a tough one to answer you have all sorts of dedicated things to rosa parks of course martin luther king Mm -hmm. um but i can't think of someone who's reacted violently and has some sort of uh memorial day is there right is there a statue to um the the killdozer guy you know the guy that put together this tank if there is one it's not well known no certainly and of course you could say george washington may have been a violent person and got a day named after him but he He did work for the government that's true yeah so uh 800-259-9231 and if you are somebody who believes that uh, you know there is a possibility to change things without using violence i think you should look into the free state project which is one of the sponsors of this program but Free Talk Live has long been uh, a you know, supporter of the Free uh, Free State Project since before they were sponsors. You can go to freestateproject.org to learn about the thousands of like-minded, liberty-oriented people that are going to converge and are converging in one place in order to get active and work toward more freedom in our lifetime. And we're seeing that happen in various different ways, and and many of them are very exciting and very newsworthy, like the uh, the civil disobedience that we see happening. So, of course, some people will point out, well, that the civil disobedience hasn't resulted in anything uh, tangible as far as increases in freedom. And to be fair, the uh, the political process, as slow and unwieldy and expensive as it tends to be, actually seems to have yielded some fruit at this point. After having a few hundred people made the move to New Hampshire for the Free State Project, we've seen some advances, like they rolled back the knife uh, legislation here. So now you can possess any kind of blade you want on your person, as I understand it, which is nice, mm-hmm. um, except if you're a felon. But that's a whole other story. That's a whole other issue to uh, to address. And uh, so, yeah, they've had some success. The civil disobedience has been incredibly successful, at least in getting publicity for the Free State Project and attracting new people here and getting people talking about issues and things like that. And I think that's valuable, too. So if you want to learn more, go to freestateproject.org and you can get signed up there and join the over 10,600 people that are currently pledged to make the move or some of them have made, moved already, like myself, uh, to New Hampshire. Freestateproject.org. As we continue here, Sunfest is on the line in California. Sunfest, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Ryder. Yeah, the, the the greatest danger is uh, that they're destroying the sun and the earth. Whoa, that whoa, 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 slow down, Sunfest, slow down. Who is destroying the sun? The economy. Everything that's happening is what? a job hunt. It's a job tax. The same as in Nazi Germany. You have called this show before. For whatever reason, it, you started calling last week. 
and you call with the same nonsense every time. I'm going to do my best to try to get answers out of you without letting you ramble for too long. So let me apologize for interrupting you so much here, but it's just the way we're going to have to have this conversation. Okay, but let me me just say one thing. No, no, no. You can say one thing in a moment after I've done answering. You you need to answer some questions. I will, I will. How is it? Men get to say what they call to say. That is and not true some, at like all. You accused us of that last week, and that is not true at all. People who are coherent and who have conversations without rambling into the world of madness get their chance to say what they want to here. Well, Madam, you, you are insane, my, and we are my, doing our best. But we're not coherent that we're advising that Do you want the airtime? Because if you want some airtime, you're going to have to answer questions about your outrageous claim that somehow the economy, the, the human being, on this little planet called Earth, which is a fraction of the size of the sun, are in somehow, some way, affecting the sun. What are you talking about? Definitely. The sun is waning, the water is rising, and we need the sun to dry it. Uh, When you have an economy that's creating jobs on a war scale 24 hours a day... The cosmos can't keep up with it, let alone the sun. There's dark <laughs> hey, hang on, what? Andromeda, which is hurling at us. If you're not informed, you can sun, go out and sun get fest? the information. That's but her name tonight. Stop your sexist attack on women where, where <laughs> you hear anything. You that are the so outrageous. <laughs> Remember those guys yesterday? They got respect, and they were saying a lot of shit. Oh, you've oh. got to get off our air. You can't say sun that. Fest. You can't say that on the radio. I would like a good Shame definition of you. what the cosmos is and how it is being disrupted by the economy. You will not get those answers. I have an from open Sunfest. mind. I, have, I want to understand, though. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. We wouldn't be where we are without our amplifiers. Their $3 per month helps us spread Free Talk Live and gets them access to perks at amp.freetalklive.com. Talk Live. You can call in toll-free, even if you're crazy. 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. There's no way, there's no nice way to say that. I mean, that, that woman needs help. The lady that just called in the last segment, if you missed it, you can grab archives over at freetalklive.com. Oh, and don't worry, she'll probably call again. She has been calling Every She reminds me of night. the YouTube video of the woman who took a video of her sprinkler and ranted for about five minutes on how the sprinkler was creating a rainbow effect. And yeah, there must be there something was... <laughs> in the water that's creating this rainbow effect. Right. It's poisoning us. What are they doing? The world government is poisoning her water. There's rainbows in it now. Yeah, yeah, I saw that video. Absolutely crazy. But I really did want to understand at least a little bit where she was coming from. It's not possible. But... <laughs> There's You cannot... Uh, get a coherent answer out of that lady. And by the way, just so as to not subject you to her every single night, uh, she's been like she called Saturday night right out the gate at the very beginning of the show. I put her on hold the whole time just because we've got a policy here on the show. It is open phones and it is anything goes. But if you're a chronic caller, you don't get priority because you call a lot. In fact, that means that your call moves to the end of the queue. So if there are other people that are on the line that want to talk about something else, those people will get through. 
because I'd rather hear from people I don't know. I'd rather hear from people that I'm not familiar with. I don't see any other way to do a show. If yeah. you had chronic callers all show, you're just going to have the same show. Yeah, it'd be like day. playing the same Led Zeppelin song over and over again or the same five songs over and over again. So uh, 800-259-9231. But, you know, we'll let the crazies through. It's not a problem. Uh, as long as you can uh, get on a phone, you can call in. And, again, don't forget, archives are available. Uh, you can go to freetalklive.com to get them. They're brought to you by HostGator, by the way, which is a worldwide leader for web hosting. They make it easy for you to get your own .com domain name. You can create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Or whether you want a uh, personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, you can let the experts at hostgator.freetalklive.com host you. That's right. If you use our special web portal, you'll be able to get your first month of hosting completely free. So just start your experience, your shopping experience over at hostgator.freetalklive.com. Get your first month free and put up a rambling crazy website if you want to. Have you been to these crazy crackpot uh, sites? It depends which one you're talking about. TimeCube's a good one. Yeah, I've been there several times trying to find out where he's coming from, but I can't do that one either. TimeCube is like the ultimate in the crazy crackpot site, but there are certainly plenty of them uh, around the web. And you can always identify the crazy crackpot sites when they just keep going and going and going. I think there was another one that someone might have called your show about, whereas if you change the colors in the Mars rover pictures, you actually saw little (laughs) villages in the pictures. Yep, that's right. And I went to that website, too, trying to figure that one out. So, uh, yeah, like a, a crazy website is like if you let Sunfest, the lady that called in in the last segment, if you just let her at a keyboard and posted whatever it is that she decided to spew out onto the Internet. And it usually ends up being this hundred page long. And what I mean by that is just it just scrolls down and down and down and down and it just keeps going and going on whatever random topic uh, just floating about wherever it is that the you know, stream of consciousness is taking these people. Uh, it's just absolutely awful. I feel sorry for people like that. 800-259-9231. Let's go to Nick in Colorado. Nick, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Ryder. Oh, hey, man. Uh, I wanted to talk about, uh, you know, because I, I recently st- stopped watching TV because it brainwashes people, and, and you know, and uh, I, I started listening to a lot more talk radio. Well, there's no reason really why talk like radio wouldn't I mean, brainwash people too, sir, but uh, nonetheless, go ahead with your thoughts. Well, I just wanted to talk about, you know, how if you guys were aware that uh, on most of the digital converter boxes, there's audio and video equipment installed to uh, listen yeah, to your a, conversations. Yeah, it's an old that's paranoid. Uh, it's, a, it's a, certainly and a paranoid belief system. I don't think there's any evidence to support it. Okay, well, Nick, I'm just you, letting have, you guys know and, you know, just letting the audience know that well, TV no, brainwashes you're making, people and you're making they need an to start listening to more talk uh, radio. You're making an allegation about uh, technology and whether or not they've put cameras in cable boxes. And this is a claim that has been made in the past on this program. And uh, I'm still waiting to see the evidence. Now, to these prove cable it. boxes are pretty uncommon, I would think, because they were made to convert real old signals into the newer uh, digital signals. Am I right? No, wait, wait. You're just talking about any old cable box, right? No, the new digital converter boxes appear to me to have audio and visual uh, equipment inside of them. Appear to, appear and, to I mean, you. I got rid of Comcast just because of that, man. I mean, have you opened, have you opened one up so. and found, a, like, a webcam in it? Yeah. Yes, and what did that look like? Well, I mean, I didn't take mine apart because if you turn them over and you look at your digital converter box, it says do not open under penalty of law. So I didn't open <laughs> mine up. But if you look on the Internet so, on YouTube, I mean, there's all kinds of videos and stuff. Oh, so you're saying that you saw a video of someone taking apart their box 
and you believe that they are identifying correctly that it has a camera. I don't know. Maybe well, it's true. Maybe some of them do have cameras. Well, and in, in them general, so I just believe that TV brainwashes people, you know, and, and subliminally tries to get you to believe uh, a you way think that, it's subliminal. that, yeah, that, that you uh, normally wouldn't believe. And I, I believe that to be fact, and that's why I got rid of it. And well, I believe talk radio is a good medium to get a good message out. And you and Alex Jones and that, that crazy lady that called earlier, man, I am not like her. She calls Alex Jones all the time. She is nuts, man. No, I swear. You're, you're not quite. You're not like her. Now, you're coherent. You're able to put sentences together. You may be a little paranoid, but that's okay. It's, if, if, you know, if they're actually out to get you, then it's okay to be paranoid. And I thank you for the call. Tonight. I just want to give you guys props. Appreciate hearing show, from you. Thank you, sir. 800-259-9231. These cable boxes, a lot of them probably went to people of a lower uh, wealth level. I, I don't know how to say it. I would slip the my converters. Mind. Uh, yeah, these uh, they've probably gone to people of a lower class mm-hmm. in general because they were just to convert old signals into the newer digital ones. So that means you're claiming the government wants to spy on only those people, only the people that are of a lower. That's his claim for tonight. I mean, there are like I said before, the last claim, last time we heard the a variant of this claim, it was that uh, all cable boxes or a whole lot of a whole lot of cable boxes, just anything you would get from your cable company. Period. Uh, would have oh so like the DVR ca- camera in it would have some sort of a device in it that can see through it in in theory right and the ultimate paranoia is of course that they're they're using upstream bandwidth to transmit your living room to the you know the government or the cable company or something well like that. it would not be that hard to put something in the way where you could still shoot a remote into it so you could change the channel but it couldn't shoot anything that's going on in the room. Yeah, well, it's you know it is possible. I mean, I suppose in theory that somebody could have mounted a camera inside a, in a cable box, uh, but it seems very very unlikely. I don't I don't see where they would get the resources to track every no, living room would be in the, the country. No, no, right. Well, it's not likely they'd be tracking everybody, right? Like the paranoia would be that they could watch you, right? Okay. So, not that they actually are watching, but that they could. And uh, Johnson is telling me that apparently this video is a, uh, a known or admitted hoax uh, that uh, this gentleman is referring to, or that some video out there of someone finding a camera in their uh, in their cable box is a total hoax. So I don't know if that guy actually believes what he was saying, or if he was just trying to you know put some nonsense out there. But it certainly seems like nonsense to me. A, why does the cable company care if? You know, you're touching yourself while you're watching television or spilling your food down your shirt (laughs) or having sex in uh, the living room or whatever else, you know, might go on in somebody's living room. I mean, can you imagine how uninteresting that is? Uh, I mean, for the for the most part, it's just got to be the most dull footage in the whole world. Of course, sitting around watching TV. What are you what are you going to get out of that? What sort of marketing uh, interest? Uh, how are you going to sell that information to Old Navy or wh- whatever your advertisers are? It's baseless. And yeah. at least at least the fear that your laptop mount camera might watch you. At least that's happened before, not by the government, but yeah. some schools have been well, known that is to install schools. Okay, the schools have been known to install software which is completely off the charts in invasion of privacy. But at least that's happened before, so that fear is sort of grounded. But I would say if you buy a laptop from Staples, there's no software on there for the government to track. Right, and the idea that TV is brainwashing people but talk radio is not? Are you kidding me? No, talk radio is more trying to get into your – because you've only – it's not – it's more political, let's say that, um, than a lot of TV shows. And it's much more intimate. Talk radio, you're actually – 
you know, the voice is in your head. Right. As, a po- uh, you know, as opposed to seeing something on a screen, TV's great uh, because, you know, they can really pull on people's emotions and they can, you know, marketing's very effective on TV, but it's also very effective on the radio as well. And marketing is mostly about repetition, not subliminals. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. Talk Live. You dial in toll-free, take control of the airwaves, and bring up anything at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Ryder. And we invite you to our website. You'll find the features there are free. We've got live streams, which include a broadband and dial-up version of the show. Both of them are completely free. Uh, plus, there's listen lines that allow you to call in from any phone that can dial long distance. You can listen in that way, too. Around the clock, 24-7, the latest episode of Free Talk Live is available for you. Uh, plus, there's our webcam, which allows you to look into the studio. And in addition to that, we also have our free-to-air satellite receiver. And uh, plus, uh, over 93 radio stations from coast to coast actually just about ready to announce a new one joining us for Saturday night. So excited about that. You can go and get the details on how to tune in over at listen.freetalklive.com. That's listen.freetalklive.com. And if you are of college age, you could be interning for Liberty this summer and at other times as well. It's not just summertime. Uh, the Charles G. Koch Summer Fellow Program. Sponsored by the Institute for Humane Studies, provides policy experience and training for individuals who are passionate about individual liberty and free markets. The program includes an eight-week internship, two public policy seminars, and career training. Participants intern at one of more than 100 think tanks and nonprofit organizations in D.C. or across the United States, working on issues ranging from privatization to energy policy to free speech. Internship responsibilities can include scrutinizing legislation for wasteful projects and onerous regulations, researching market-based approaches, placing articles in media outlets, leveraging blogs and social networking, and mobilizing supporters. You could apply by uh, January 31st over at libertarianinternships.com. That's libertarianinternships.com as we continue with your phone calls about what you want. Chris, listening to WTAR in Norfolk. Chris, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Ryder. Chris. Hello. You are on the yeah. air, sir. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I was sitting there. I was listening to that gentleman who was speaking on the uh, – speaking on the uh, – the, God, I'm, I've never been on the radio before. Are we, That's talking, right. about, are we talking about the last caller? Yeah, yeah, the, the cable box part. paranoia, the idea that there's some video camera in there watching you. I think what it is, in fact, of years ago with people that have stolen cable, I think when you have, it's it's all set up to the fact of, okay, this guy got cable, all right, he's cool. This person never had cable. It's probably where the thing came from, you know, I mean, so. Wait, I don't understand, I don't understand what you get. He's saying that back in the day. The higher Maybe economic class would be the ones that had the cable. No. What does economic class have to do with it? I, I, that's what you just said. I'm sorry. What are you saying, then? If a person buys cable. Say you buy cable, and the guy sitting next to you doesn't. Right. Okay. One steals it. Yep. He goes to the address. They're going to know. Someone's going to find out either way. And How are they going to find out either way? It, and then when you do buy cable, 
then there's where you're going to have your uh, camera inside the so you're saying you believe the uh, paranoid delusion that there are cameras inside uh, inside cable boxes. Your, your, yeah. your statement doesn't make any sense. People have been borrowing other people's cable or stealing it, as you call it, uh, for years. It's actually more difficult now that they have digital cable. But back when analog signals were available, and in many places they still are, it was just a matter of splitting the signal off to get uh, – you can get as many uh, to, uh, you know boxes hooked up to that as you want. And they had no way of detecting the existence of those boxes. Power. What are you talking about? What power? power? If you have power going to, it is possible. Uh, no, sir, it's not possible. It is possible maybe now with the ad- advent of digital cable where you can have an inventory of all of the boxes on your system, perhaps, and they would all check in to some extent. Perhaps it's IP-based, for instance, or whatever. That's much more uh, stringent of a system than they've had in the past. But in the past, the analog system, it is entirely impossible for them to detect uh, additional boxes receiving their signal. It's a, it's a push system. They push the signal out, as I understand it, at least. Uh, and I've known people who've had these boxes in the past, uh, they push the signal out, and the only thing that can uh, can put a stop to it is changing their scrambling system. Then you just have to get a you'd have to get some sort of a new box in order to uh, to handle that. Okay, and that's fine. I mean, I'm not getting elevated, but nowadays you can. It's obvious. You're not getting elevated. What does that What does that mean? He's not getting uh, agitated. I think is he claiming that you are? There you go. There you go. I'm not. I thought you were, but it's all good. No, I'm not. I'm not trying to agitate you. I'm just telling you that you're, you know, you're mistaken in in your belief system. And and the idea that there are cameras in uh, cable boxes is it's nothing more than an internet hoax. Well, what's hidden from the public is it's all good. Nowadays, you can't. What you can't you? You can't sit there and take it because of the way. It's set up by the government. We all, all know it's that. It's not set up by the government. Bought. It's set up by the cable companies. The various cable companies are the ones that are setting up their systems. If the government tried to set up a cable system, they would fail miserably, and it would cost billions of dollars. Thank goodness we have Comcast and Time Warner and the other local cable providers to handle these things. How would they fail if they were making money off of it, making a the profit off of it? The government cannot do things successfully and cannot make money off of things. They can only steal money because they don't have the incentives to give people customer service and things like that. They're not interested in uh, doing the, business with you. They're interested in just taking okay. from you. How about the new phone that they got coming out? Who is they? The government. That new, that new setup phone where you can buy... The government gives you a phone for this, for that, for Medicare and all that. There's a new government smartphone coming You're paying the government for using a phone because you can't afford a regular phone. You're talking about a welfare phone, yes. Okay, they do have have welfare phones where you can sign up and get a free phone from the government. Uh, Is that what you're talking about, cell phones? Exactly. I mean, that's all tying in. I'm not sure how that ties into cameras and cable boxes. (laughs) I I wouldn't recommend taking their cell phone. Uh, I mean, certainly they can track any cell phone anywhere on the whole CIS cell phone network. It doesn't have to be a government cell phone in order for them to find out where you are. Uh, As long as your phone has a battery in it, uh, it's likely, you know, there's a chance that they can activate it and send out a, uh, you know, they can track you that way. That's not paranoid. That's a fact. Uh, but as far as what you're saying about the cable boxes, it's nonsense. Okay, go ahead. Sorry, Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, no worries. What else is on your mind tonight? Anything else? But, I mean, there's a lot of other subjects I can go on. But, well, take one. Know, go ahead. Although you have one more. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm just trying to be cool about it. It's all right, well, good. then see you later. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. No time to be cool. we got to talk to people and uh, have conversations. So gave you the chance. 800-259-9231. 
So back to this whole cable box conspiracy, this paranoid uh, nonsense. Look, I understand the government does want to gather information about you. It's true. They want to buy and sell your information. They want to uh, collect it, put it in databases and use it uh, perhaps to uh, identify you or oppress you or whatever. There's no doubt about that in my mind. Yes, it's true that across the world, governments are installing camera systems in as many places as they Mm -hmm. possibly can. You look in the United Kingdom, they've got millions of closed circuit television cameras all across London and the rest of the country. You look in New York City, Chicago, now Washington, D.C. There was news we haven't really discussed, but there's news about how they're installing thousands of cameras throughout Washington, D.C. So there's no doubt that the government has an interest in monitoring. However, this last caller said that when cable boxes were new, that cameras were coming in them. And I'm no technological historian, but it doesn't seem like technology was up to to par to put cameras in there that could somehow broadcast back through the cable line. Now, te- the, tech, the tech would be there today. Like, what they're saying is technically possible. Oh, yeah, it possible, would be there today. Right? But it's not economically likely because the manufacturers of the cable boxes want to keep their costs down. They don't want to put a camera and audio recording device in there, even though it wouldn't cost a lot because those things are pretty cheap these days. But uh, it would still increase the overall wholesale price of these cable boxes, and the cable companies want to buy the lowest price box I in think bulk. we've been going on about this hoax for far too many segments. Well, Personally. I, it, let's ex- I, I think it's important to explain how these things work and you know what is possible and what is likely and why it is that this is nonsense, why it is that there, there's nothing to these claims. Because when somebody calls in and they make a statement like that and they sound like they know what they're – well, I saw a video. There's a video of somebody opening mm-hmm. up one of these cable boxes. And there's a camera inside. You know, that sounds pretty persuasive to me, and uh, it deserves more investigation. So actually, once you look into it, that caller earlier mentioned another talk show host, Alex Jones, who's very popular among the conspiracy crowd. Turns out, according to our producer Johnson, it was actually Alex Jones who debunked this one. They saw this video of this guy taking apart a cable box and finding a camera in it. They ordered the exact same cable box, had it delivered to them, cracked it open, and what do you know? It was nonsense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, if you can't even get Alex Jones on your side for your conspiracy theory, you know, you're pretty, uh, it's pretty poke, easy to poke it full of holes. Right. Yeah. So your thoughts are welcome. Let's talk to Larry listening to WXNT in Indianapolis. Hello, Larry. Hey, I'm very glad to have you, Mark and Ian. After listening to about two years of Fred Thompson, you too. Uh, I don't know where he was at. <laughs> Mark, Mark, by the way, is not on the show tonight, but he will be back with us uh, probably tomorrow night. Ryder is in here this evening, but Larry, you've been calling our show for years yeah, on I Saturday sure nights, have, and I'm grateful that you're on in the evening because I get to listen to you. But you talk about talk show hosts. I've been listening to Rush Limbaugh lately, uh, trying to stem him. But he's more and more of a clown. You know who he uh, he's I'll tell like you what, Larry, right hang now. on. Hold those thoughts about we can get back into the talk show host topic if you'd like here in a moment. Uh, the news is coming up in your calls as well about whatever you want. Hour three's next. 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything. It's Free Talk Live. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zimpax, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com 
This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into the third hour of the program. You are invited to take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free. Bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Ryder. Uh, once again, freetalklive.com, the place to go. And you can actually get interactive in various different ways. The main feature of the site actually allows you to control the content. So if you come across something online that you think is pretty interesting and you want to share it with our other listeners, you just submit it as show prep to the site. Other listeners can then vote as to whether they like or dislike your suggestion and the most like to make it to the front page and the top of the website. So see it for yourself. Get interactive over at freetalklive.com. And finally, finally, for those of you just tuning in, earlier in the program tonight, we talked about, gave an update on what's happening with our friends uh, Pete and Ademo who has now been arrested. Uh, we talked in, a, in detail about Pete's arrest last night for wearing a hat in court. Uh, today, Ademo was arrested, who is Pete's uh, business partner, basically. They've been traveling around the country for a couple of years doing uh, in this RV uh, called Liberty. It's called Liberty on Tour. That's their project. That's what, they're, that's what they've been up to. They've been taking some time off up here in New Hampshire. Anyway, uh, Adema was in court uh, today to support his friend Pete during an arraignment. He was arrested for an outburst uh, in court, was never given the chance to to stop. He was never given the chance just to leave. They just immediately basically arrested him for doing something that the man in the robe did not like. I promised you we would have video footage up and available. It is now available, both videos. I had one that was up earlier. The other one was taking forever. It's finally available now, and both of them are available at freekeen.com. Uh, that's where you can go. Luckily, I was able to uh, to get the Adam's uh, Ademo. Got to get used to that. Ademo's video camera today, and I took the time to you know to offload his footage and the footage that was taken today of his uh, arraignment. Actually, it technically, wasn't even an arraignment. It was what they call a right of allocution. When you get charged with contempt of court up here, they let you beg in front of the judge basically to reduce your sentence, and then the judge decides to sentence you to some arbitrary number of days. In jail which as i understand is what adam did he sort of did apologize for his behavior he did as a matter uh, of fact and it's all seen in the footage and still 60 days in jail for one verbal outburst it's correct and if you think that's appropriate boy i sure would love to hear from you at 800-259-9231 the video footage is all there uh at freekeen.com it's up now so uh, go and check that out when you get a chance but in the meantime we will take your calls about anything larry is on the line still with us uh listening to wxnt there in indianapolis hello larry Hello. Hey, go ahead with your thoughts. Yeah, well, you know, I, you talk about being an activist. I've been an activist in Indianapolis for about 25 years, and I know all the things to do. Even if I do get arrested, I know when I go to court to uh, praise the judge and worship the judge. Of course, I know most of them that sit on the bench. Mm-hmm. But I figured when I first started out, I joined a group that uh, I'm now the sergeant of arms of, of that group. And, of course, all the judges and politicians come to that group. So when I'm out somewhere protesting, I know I, I tell the officers, and I got I'm in good with the state police over the Capitol. They know when I'm coming. They know my costumes and so forth. Now what's and know the literature I pass out. And uh, so and I just tell them I'm not here for any conflict. I'm not here to do any intimidation. But I've been accused of intimidation and arrested for it about six times. But it's always been dropped, and, well, uh, and then it didn't have to go to court that many times. Now, so, what, what would you do that they said was intimidating? Well, I'm kind of big, and you know what I do. My protest is I, 
I I wear hats, okay. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> the hats that I have, I use a big brown shopping bag or a shopping bag with handles on it, and then I put my message on that. Because sometimes if you have a sandwich board or, or a stick board, they accuse you. Oh, I'm scared of him. He's gonna beat me. So I just put my message on my hat. And but when I was over at the state house a couple of years ago, they said, "Well, you're walking around that hat so big, you're intimidating people." They can charge with you with being intimidating for protesting. Yeah, because I had a, a a picture of the governor that I had dolled up on there and accused him of having Botox lips, and of course <laughs> that made him the laugh of the state house. And he's mad. He's Mitch Daniels, you know. It's certainly the least offensive thing. thing. <laughs> you know, Larry, I can't think of a more least, you know, something that could be less offensive uh, about uh, what a governor could do than making himself prettier in some way, in some sort well, of superficial I manner. I accuse him of Botox I mean, nightmare. And these, then, you know, I use, these, I, I do paste up some, I use the... Uh, Inquire magazines, but anyway, these people are hurting people, Larry. I mean, I think that's. I think it's important to stay on the message and on the uh, you know strike at the root. These these human beings are harming others. I do that, but you know what? I I find out with protests that you can have a funny message. Like I use Gary Coleman's old picture, you know, out of Inquire, and now we have a Republican governor in a Republican House. I accused of uh, the governor of pimp slapping uh, Chairman, uh, Speaker Bosma in the submission, and I pictured him as Gary Coleman. Of course, I had the governor. It's all in black very. Face. It all seems very. I mean, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you here. It all seems very typical political uh, name calling. Make fun no, of the opposition, it's not, it's Larry. Just, it's not name calling, but it, it's just it the way I characterize them. That's funny. And of course, you know when you get funny, and then there's a message to everything mm-hmm. that I do. That the message is wrapped up there because well, you got to catch somebody's is, what is the attention message? first. What is the message besides you know the, these the message is say no to House to Senate Bill number thirty one. What's that? Say no to property tax caps. Say no to prison reform. Mm. Say no. And I don't get anybody that wants to discuss those situations with me. Of course, I get my message across on the radio. But strike, strike at the root, Larry. Say no to government. Thank you for the yeah. call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Larry had called last hour or two at the very end of the hour to say thanks uh, to WXNT for replacing a boring old old guy with uh, Free Talk Live. I mean, Fred Thompson went away. He retired from radio. But, uh, man, was he, he was a slow southern talker. Congratulations on landing another another slot on the weekday. Yeah, it's a big deal, and we're glad to be there and glad to have our listeners in Indy being able to uh, to pick us up all week long now. 800-259-9231. But really, you know, what Larry was talking about kind of ties into his discussion about talk radio, and that is that it's one of the things that bugs me about talk, uh, most talk radio is this very – political it's very one-sided it's very red team blue team and whatever side you're listening to whether you're listening to rush limbaugh or you're listening to what ed schultz or one of the other uh, progressive hosts whether you're listening to these conservative uh, conservative clones or progressive clones they are essentially playing from the same playbook now i don't want to group them all together i mean some of them are certainly i think more intellectual than others tom hartman i think is one of the more intellectual guys on the left side and I don't know about the right, <laughs> but uh, they all kind of gen- tend to, for the most part, they tend to, you know, they play these these bits, if you will, these F- produce songs about their opposition, about the other team. Right, their- find the dumbest clips or the dumbest actions that someone from the other side has done or engaged in, and you 
make fun of that make and come up of- with a name too you have to come up with a name for the uh, the senator or the race so senator poopyhead said this you know it's usually some juvenile nonsense i mean it's just so and then of course there's the rush's army or the ditto heads or whatever they've, they've always got their name for their followers oh what about attorney genital ian all right, that one. Yeah, but that one was uh, okay. You, there you is know, a history caught, to it. There is a history me. to it, but a lot yeah. of the li- new listeners don't know the history <laughs> to it. But the attorney genital isn't something that uh, you know we're targeting a particular political opponent. There's there's not somebody we're trying to take out. Uh, there's not somebody we're trying to to badmouth. Right. We're we're badmouthing all attorneys genital in that particular case. It, it came on the show because of a slip of the tongue from Julia, former co-host. Yeah, one of our co-hosts. She meant to say attorney general. She said attorney genital. I don't know what was on her mind at the time, but uh, it, it was very funny. And it's probably not as funny when we use it now. But nonetheless, I thought it was great. <laughs> Well, I was just my point was a lot of newer listeners would accuse you of doing the same thing. No, I would say you're, you know that is a salient point, uh, and I'm glad that uh, that you brought it up because it is important to bring that up. We are if we're poking fun, we're poking fun at the government in general, and it's okay to laugh at your oppressors. It's in fact I think it's incredibly important uh, to laugh at them because if you don't and you take yourself so seriously and you take what they do to you very seriously, and it's easy to do this, right? I mean, it, it's easy to get upset at what the government people do and when i say government people i mean all of them the republicans and democrats and everybody in there that wants to control you and your life and your family if you can find things to laugh about in general about the idea of uh, what these people are the aggression that they per- uh, perpetrate on people if you can laugh at them in their system it breaks them down it destroys their legitimacy 800-259 to an extent yes yeah 1-800-259-9231 you take control of the airwaves bring up what you want and if you think it's okay to send somebody to jail for 60 days for speaking in court i'd love to hear from you it's free talk live this Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nestle Toll House Refrigerated Cookie Dough. Who would you bake some love for? Find fun and easy baking ideas at tollhouse.com. Kids love doing arts and crafts projects, especially when you join in. Try channeling all that artistic energy into the kitchen and bake up some creative treats together. Think of your art supplies as the frosting, sprinkles, and decorating gels, and use cookies or cupcakes as your canvas. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Just dial in toll-free. Take control of the airwaves. 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1-800-259-9231. We've got a website. Lots of features are there. You can enjoy them for free. The webcam is one of those features. You can watch and listen and interact with other listeners because the chat room is built into the same page. So you can go and do that over at cam.freetalklive.com. That's cam.freetalklive.com. Like everything else on our website, it is entirely free. By the way, it's brought to you by Memory Dealers. They offer the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zenpacks, and X2s that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. They're your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs. MemoryDealers.com, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com, to the phones and the fun. Your calls about anything you want. Chris in Indiana, uh, Indiana, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Chris. Chris? Hey, guys. Hey, you're on the air. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, 
was on my mind. Well, um, I was hearing this story the other day about Pete Airy being assaulted in court and kidnapped for wearing a hat in court. That is correct. Uh, the video footage is up over at freekeen.com as well as copblock.org. And it happened yesterday morning. You're talking about Pete Air from LibertyOnTour.com. You're correct. Yeah, and I just heard the update with uh, Demo getting, uh, what was it, 60 days for talking in court? Correct. A demo has been sentenced to 60 days on a contempt of court charge, which is basically, uh, you know, something that is magical. It, uh, it, it, is, it is nothing like any of the rest of the government system. It, uh, contempt of court charge basically allows a man in a robe to... Uh, yell at you, have men with guns uh, take you into custody, and then the, that very same man then holds a hearing, which is not a trial because no evidence is presented, and then just decides to uh, arbitrarily sentence you to however many days he wants to. If he in here in New Hampshire, if he does more than 180 days, then there's some sort of extra legal requirement that comes into play. So pretty much any number up to 180, uh, he can sentence you to with no reason to show cause to anybody. Yeah, but what does it matter at that? point if you go to jail for 30 days most people with a normal job you're their out lives of your job. are you're going to be completely disrupted they're yep. starting over from scratch looking for a new job yep yeah so that's what happened hey, today this is hey this is what was on my mind really though you know i know how active you guys are up in new hampshire and uh i was thinking it was a friend of mine at work also had this idea he goes uh by the code name fontamas but anyway uh we suggest that maybe you guys go in there dressed as, you know how, um, maybe as like a rabbi or someone that has a hat on, you know, just part of his, Something you know, religious? with the whole costume complete with flannel coat, satin scarf, you know, the long robe with the hat. It's mm-hmm. like, what if they came up to you and told you to take off the hat? But it, also, if they didn't come and tell you to take it off, they would kind of be like, Selective in who they yeah. tell to take off their hats. You, you, you know what I mean? You bring up a good like, point, and that is well. There's two good points in what you said, and that is that th- street theater can be very effective. Uh, number two, the other point is that uh, there is religious exemption for, or there should be a religious exemption if if freedom of religion is to be respected. Uh, if it is yeah. your religion to leave your hat on indoors, then they should respect that. Pete, in this case, did not claim a religious exemption. Right. And I don't believe he would because I don't think he has a religion. I'm not positive. I don't right, want to speak right, for right. him. Uh, he had the what was it the um, don't tread on me hat on right? That's why I believe I, yeah. so. Yeah, like a trucker's cap kind of thing. Okay, well, I mean, that, I think that would just be a pretty good. Uh, I know how active you guys are up there, and I didn't know if I just thought I'd call in and suggest that you guys maybe do something like that, organize something like that. Well, you know, you, it's a great idea. You should come up and uh, put that together. And I thank you for the call, Chris. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Street theater, when you take it into a courtroom, will quickly turn all of the actors into inmates. <laughs> and, uh, Ian, you have tried walking into a courtroom, not in a rabbi's outfit, but in a judge's outfit. That's true, I And did. they immediately called it a costume and would not let you in. And had you tried to force your way in... Of course, you would have quickly gone to jail for that. Um, a lot. There are a hundred ideas for every one action that that comes forward, and I don't want to dissuade people from having ideas. But sometimes the court officers aren't going to listen to your your little skit that you want to put on. Well, they did allow um, Sean, who was on the show as a co-host for for a while, he came into that courtroom wearing a cape a number of times, and uh, and basically an outfit, uh, essentially. So, and and what they'd asked me when I attempted to wear the, the judge's robe into court was, did I wear that every day? 
And I honestly answered, no, I didn't. And so they, well, if it's your everyday thing or your everyday uniform, then it's okay to wear it in, was their excuse. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Sean figured he'd, he'd test them on that. And he started wearing this cape everywhere he I went. I witnessed it. Every single day. I know you witnessed it. I'm telling for the, the benefit I, of I know, but I'm, I'm, right. I'm saying you, you, what you're, you're saying verifying is true. It's true, yes. And it was great. It was hilarious. And, and he got a lot of positive response. The cape, by the way, was a don't tread on me cape. Not with a snake, but with the, I believe, with the porcupine on it, which is the, the mascot of the Free State Project. And he literally was walking around town actually doing uh, what he called the Robin Hood rescues, or what has been called Robin Hood uh, parking meter rescues, where he would go and and uh, find expired parking meters with cars at them and place, you know, like a, a nickel or a dime or something like that in there to buy some extra time for the person who might have been shopping and got distracted or got in a long line or something like that. Um, and if so a lot of times people would come out and they'd see him putting uh, money into their meter with this cape on. It was really it turned him into quite a character. Um, and so he was allowed to go into court with that outfit on. However, there was a problem with it. After he actually appeared as a, a victim of the court, he was he was allowed in court with that on as somebody who was just visiting in the court that day, like just watching things. But when he was in there as somebody who was being accused of something, that's when uh, the the man in the robe started having a problem with it. And nothing actually happened, but I think the judge warned him not to come in there with the cape again. Let's continue here. Uh, we'll take your calls. You can bring up what you want. Larry is in Massachusetts. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Larry. Larry in Massachusetts, going once. Wait, sorry, am I? Uh, Here you are, Larry. Go ahead. Oh, it's, no, this is Greg. Sorry, it's Greg in Massachusetts. Oh, Greg, but, what's uh, on your mind tonight? Yes, yeah, so while well, chiming in on the topic of the night, I suppose, the uh, Pete and Adam uh, both going to jail here. And uh, the first um, the thing I want to talk about, I guess, is... Uh, the, the idea that we're, when you watch the video, you hear people in there talking about, um, like, him being uh, kidnapped by his, like, violent captors and stuff. And yeah, that's right. He was he was violently kidnapped. Yeah. yeah. So the, the, but what I want to talk about is, because this is kind of something that, that irks me, is, is as much as I agree that that's the accurate, uh, that that's the truth, I think we also need to remember, though, to be careful with how we um, describe these things in public, because... I've been at protests where people are yelling into megaphones. It's very principal individuals are yelling into megaphones about the system of violence and the men with their guns coming to your house. And yes, it's all true. And yes, within our circle, it makes sense. I think that when, you know, this is how we describe our, ourselves and, and our beliefs and the system to those outside of it. I think it's too much for them to handle initially. And I think they just think we're crazy, whether it's the truth or not. Well, I can definitely understand where you're coming from on that. So you would say candy-coated in some way? In public, yes. Like, on this radio show, obviously, you know, this is our circle. We'll talk a lot about things Well, this, is, this is the public. I mean, the public is listening to this uh, radio show. It's a public radio show. It's not an insider show. I'll tell you what, uh, we can continue the conversation in a moment. You can bring up anything. It's Free Talk Live. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. 
bring up whatever you want by dialing in toll-free 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Ryder. And we invite you to our website at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the various features we give to you there. So uh, enjoy those over at freetalklive.com. Totally free. And thanks to the folks over at Totasac and our other great sponsors. Totasac.us is where you can go to learn more about the one-trip wonder that hauls goods back in from your vehicle or actually helps you haul the goods back in from your vehicle. It won't do it by itself. You, you still need to hold on to it, uh, but it will make it a lot easier. I use the Totasac every time I go shopping, and it makes it so I can bring my groceries back in one trip. It's fantastic. You can go to totasac.us to learn more. T-O-T-A-S-A-K.us. Not only that, they're affordable. And you can get a whole family pack for, you know, cheap. And then give them to your friends or family and uh, let them experience the Totasac as well. In fact, we're going to give you the chance to experience it for yourself. Uh, we're going to give you a two-pack coming up here in a little bit. So stay tuned for your chance to win the Totasac at T-O-T-A-S-A-K.us. 1-800-259-9231. We're going back to uh, Larry, or excuse me, Gar- um, well, not Larry, it was Greg, actually, in, in uh, Massachusetts. Apologize, Greg. Uh, you back with us. Are you there? Did we lose Greg? Greg in Massachusetts? He's gone. All right, so Greg's Greg's critique was we've been talking uh, on this program, Ryder, you weren't here last night, but uh, you're here tonight, and we've been talking about some of the courtroom shenanigans uh, that have been going on here in Keene, New Hampshire, and there's full details and video footage available at freekeen.com, also copblock.org, good place to go to get the latest on what's happening to uh, to Pete and Ademo from libertyontour.com, kidnapped in the court uh, by these armed men. And Greg says, look, this is hyperbolic. This is You guys are looking like you're crazy using terms like this. And indeed, last night somebody called in to defend the court system, to, to defend the government and you know defend the idea of respecting the court and respecting authority. And, and he was saying this isn't kidnapping. It's an arrest. Well, if you're trying to appeal to someone that respects the system, which I assume you are, uh, if you want to find more people to get on your side, you have to find people that support this system like I used to. Very much so, I used mm-hmm. to support the system. And you have to appeal to them as well. And maybe describing things in a more systematic way. Like, yeah, they were arrested, but here's why they were arrested. And it's ridiculous because a bailiff wouldn't take a second, check with the judge. Maybe the hat's going to be okay today because it has been okay in the past with that judge. Mm. Maybe the bailiff takes a more reasonable approach than here's the line. If you don't, if you don't, Back down from my line, you're going to jail. Well, you know, I give credit where credit's due. Today, the bailiffs, because we're talking about two different days. Yesterday, uh, Pete was arrested for having a hat on. And in the same court, Ademo, Pete's uh, business partner at LibertyOnTour.com, was also arrested for speaking, uh, for saying something that was offensive to the court. Right. And I think there's something to the idea of telling it like it is and removing this veneer of legitimacy. Like, oh, it's not kidnapping, it's an arrest. Well, that's just a word that these people came up with to essentially, to create a euphemism, if you will, for the violence that they're committing against people. You know, if it, if it weren't, if it were just somebody who they were taking away who had actually harmed another person, like somebody who was a murderer or a rapist or an arsonist or something like that, then I wouldn't consider it kidnapping. Then it would be an arrest. 
then then there would be a real reason behind and a legitimacy. I, in my mind, that would be legitimate. There would be a legitimacy to uh, taking somebody's freedom away who has already taken the freedom away of other human beings. I think that makes sense as an arrest versus kidnapping. When you're taking somebody's freedom away who has not harmed another human being, as Pete and Adam had not done. They have not harmed another person. They have not aggressed against another human being. When you take their freedom away and you put them in a cage... Just because you have a badge on doesn't mean it's not kidnapped. Right, but you're not speaking to a bunch of little Ians out there on, on Radio Land, and that's what the caller's point was. No, I get his point. I'm just saying that I think there's something to be said for taking the veneer away, and I don't think it's hyperbolic. I think it's an accurate statement of what is going on. The statement of it's an arrest essentially covers up what's really happening. They're kidnapping someone. They're taking someone's freedom away who has not done anybody, brought harm to anybody, has not aggressed, and they are the ones that are the aggressors. They are the ones who are doing the harm. They are the ones that are wrong. I mean, you don't get to have a pass because you call yourself the government. When they tax people, that's extortion. Is that unpopular, too, to call taxes extortion? I'm not sure. It certainly is stealing. And a lot of people will say it's not stealing because it's the law. It's, the ta- it's a tax. We voted for them. It's not stealing. You're right. I mean, they will say these things, and they're making excuses for violence. And I just, I don't want to candy coat that stuff. I don't want to use their vocabulary to describe their actions. It's true. I will sometimes just because I, I'm not consistent in my labeling of it as, as kidnapping, and that's my own personal shortcoming. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I'd love to have your thoughts at 800-259-9231. Yeah. I, I see what you're saying. Sometimes, though, the bureaucrats and the court officials will react to you using their language. And, in a negative fashion. Well, I feel like I've gotten a lot done through the courts. I've gotten cameras in. I've got. I have a good relationship i would say with the bailiffs there i get my cameras in too okay i mean i I was the one recording uh adam's thing today when he was uh, not not arraigned but given his right of allocution where he gets to beg before he's sent off to a cage i was able to record that without even putting in a motion i had put in uh, a notice earlier i never put in a motion because a motion is is begging right uh notice saying i'm going to record this i put in a notice uh, earlier on and i had to leave to go to a different trial that was happening across the street at the superior court so i actually just you know verbally said hey can i have michelle our monday night co-host on free talk live can i have her kind of fill in for me and he got her name and he went back and got approval on it and then later on once the the you know the action went down with adam being uh, a demo rather being arrested i didn't go and fill out another piece of paper i considered that but i just talked to the clerk and i said hey can i just go ahead and you know um you know re-up if you will on uh, recording in this particular case and he went and checked with it and it was fine i didn't even have to file a motion so i mean i use uh, the the language that is i think the most accurate to describe these uh, these things and if you think it's bad then you know start your own blog and start talking about it in the ways that you think will appeal to people i mean you're right greg is right that one type of dis- uh, description is not going to attract all people it's not going to attract the types of people that may be a little more inclined to support the state i totally understand that and maybe those aren't the kinds of people i'm looking to attract Let's continue, though, and take your calls. Donnie's listening in West Virginia to WVTS. Hello, Donnie. Donnie. Hey there. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? I'm just telling you, Ian, I just, you know, I just, I have a hard time believing that two adults have gotten themselves thrown in jail for antics. I mean, it just seems like that, that every time you 
use a courtroom to pull off your antics, you're going to lose, man. Now, hang on. Uh, hang some on. of us have jobs to go to and stuff. I mean, you know. I see where you're coming. I see where you're coming from. And earlier in the show, I said any theater in the court is going to turn all the actors into inmates. But Pete was sitting there wearing a hat, and I want to know where the antic is in wearing a hat and wanting to be left alone. I think I lost you, dude. I'm we, driving. I think I lost you. We can hear you. I'm losing you. Oh I'm man, that's a shame. That's a shame because I was enjoying the call. Uh, but uh, if you you know if you ever get a technical disconnection, you're always welcome to call back. Normally, the rule on Free Talk Live is one call per night. But if there's some sort of technical issue, uh, certainly you're always welcome to to uh, call back in. Uh, go ahead with continue your, your thought if you'd like. I almost I pretty much finished it. I can see the line between being disruptive and uh, putting on a show, or wanting to be left alone. As people who have worn hoods and hats have wanted to be left alone. Absolutely, it's not a security risk. It's not disruptive. Nope. Sometimes people might feel uncomfortable taking their hat off. Now, to be fair, uh, Ademo was disruptive today. Okay. He, uh, you know, I he spoke out loudly in court at something he disagreed with, but he should have been allowed to leave. He should have been at least told to stop, given the opportunity to stop. If he didn't stop, then asked to leave. If he didn't leave, maybe then it would be appropriate to physically remove him. But to send him to jail for 60 days over this, to suggest that he at all wanted this outcome, or that Pete had intended to create this by wearing a hat into court. He had a hat on his right, head. Right, I was specifically talking about Pete's case. Sure. Well, I mean, you know, he had a hat on his head. He did not, to my knowledge. And it's and I, not a I security Pete, risk. It's not no. any sort of risk to the court. Talk about a security risk. Oh, my God. I left the bailiff's site today, came back into their site, and they let me walk right back in the courtroom. It's I've gone in without being joke. scanned. They forgot once. Yeah, just more, to scan me. More coming up. I mean, I'm not going to do anything, but more coming up. You take control. It's Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. Only moments remain, but enough time, perhaps, for your call if you make it now to 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. You'll find that the features are there entirely free uh, for you at freetalklive.com. If you like the show and would like to help support Free Talk Live, you can do that. You can shop with us at Amazon. You know Amazon, the world's largest internet retailer with a huge selection of products and categories. Uh, Great deals as well. Free Super Saver shipping available on a lot of their brand new items. They even sell used stuff. So get your shopping done at Amazon. But remember, if you want Free Talk Live to benefit, you have to enter through our special portal. We've set it up to be shop.freetalklive.com. It used to be a different uh, URL now. It's it's new shop.freetalklive.com so be sure you update your bookmarks or update your you know your signatures or wherever it is you might have put the old URL put now shop.freetalklive.com and get your shopping done over at Amazon through Free Talk Live and Free Talk Live will get a portion of the total purchase price again that's shop.freetalklive.com as we continue with your phone calls and go to Nick listening in Illinois you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Ryder hello Nick hello hey what's on your mind tonight all right um 
a couple Sundays ago, uh, Dalebert was hosting, right? Or I think you were on that program. Uh, and Dalebert mentioned that the, he mentioned offhandedly that the QWERTY keyboard was designed to slow typing. Down. Hello, Nick. Oh, oh man, we are having bad luck with uh, the phones here tonight. I don't know what is going on. I remember that conversation, and it had to do. I don't remember why it came up as far as keyboards go. He was probably going to say the keyboard was designed to slow down typing on old typewriters. I don't know why the conversation came up or what the point oh. the caller was going to make about it. So what's, yeah, yeah, that's a good question. So if this keyboard was designed to slow down typing, what would be a better keyboard? The Dvorak keyboard? I think that's what a lot of people would say. Now, what is the Dvorak keyboard for those that don't know, Ryder? Do I believe know? it's a it's a keyboard where the letters that are more commonly used have been put in more accessible positions. But of course, to sense. use it, you need to retrain your fingers to type on a new keyboard. Yeah, um, you know, I still hear some cl- uh, clicking there. I'm being told he's still there. No, he's gone now. All right. So, yeah, the D- the Dvorak Simplified Keyboard, a keyboard layout patented in 1936 by Dr. August Dvorak and his brother-in-law. Over the years, several var- uh, variations were designed by the team. Uh, these variations have been collectively or individually called the Simplified Keyboard or the American Simplified Keyboard, but they've all come to be commonly known as the Dvorak Keyboard or Dvorak Layout. They claim the keyboard uses less finger motion, increases typing rate, and reduces errors compared to the standard QWERTY keyboard. So, yeah, it really would require a lot of practice. And, of course, the tricky part would be using other people's computers, right? If you spend enough time at your own keyboard to practice and really get good at Dvorak, does that mean that you can pick up... I mean, maybe you can do it. Maybe it's like riding a bike versus riding a skateboard or something like that. I don't know. But could you easily transition to, say, a standard laptop? Uh, you know, you're using a friend's computer or something right, like that. Right, your hands would, you... would have to be bilingual as far as the keyboards yeah. go, which is, it blows my mind that someone could do that. Well, I, it, it sort of blows my mind, but at the same time, I think, well, maybe it wouldn't be that hard. Maybe not, it would be like getting back on a bicycle not, after years of swimming or I'm something. I'm not saying like it's not, a, not possible. I'm saying that to imagine me doing it, Seems until I've yeah. done it, seems impossible. But maybe there was this. Maybe it's not that hard. There's this new keyboard uh, that they came out with for the Android phone, uh, and I was trying it out. It's called Eight Pen, and it's pretty interesting. It was recommended to me uh, by Johnson, um, and I wanted to give it a try, just to you know try to shift my paradigm about what a keyboard could be. And uh, basically, it's designed to where, if you're familiar with the, these touch phones, the, the smartphones with the touch uh, sensors on them. It's designed to where you can just kind of swing your finger around in a certain uh, motion and get to letters. It's hard for me to describe. You either go clockwise or counterclockwise, a certain number, a certain distance, basically, and it selects letters also based on their frequency. So you don't have to go as far to get to E or as far to get to A Hmm. versus Z, for instance. And it seems like a really revolutionary idea in, uh, in keyboarding for a mobile phone, but after spending a few weeks exclusively Exclusively using this, I still found that the standard QWERTY keyboard with the autocorrect feature was easier and faster to use. So I, I junked it and I went back to the uh, the QWERTY keyboard. So I hope that someday somebody comes up with something that's like mind-blowingly spectacular and effective. I did uh, see a video that was a QWERTY keyboard on the on the smartphone, but as your fingers may have drifted to the left or the right, the keyboard would move with you. Sort of, Whoa. and it would it would do the same thing. I think the swing thing would do is it would pick the letters based on what word it thinks you're trying to type. Mm-hmm. But then, even if you turned a little bit, it would rotate with you. I saw this. Um, I and it was a virtual on, keyboard. Yeah, it was on a smartphone. Oh, okay, gotcha. Neat. 
Yeah, so all kinds of stuff coming out in the future that's going to be different. I think it's a good idea to look at new paradigms of computing and other things that you know we shouldn't necessarily be stuck in the past. Uh, well, just because it's always been this way doesn't mean it always should be. Let's continue here. And actually, we do have Donnie back uh, in West Virginia listening to WVTS. He might be on a better cell. We're going to give him another shot here. Donnie? That does not Uh-oh. sound yeah, good. Yeah, not sounding good. Out in the woods in West Virginia. It's bad here in the woods, too, in uh, New Hampshire. I can tell you that. Let's try Nick again. He's back with us. Another shot for Nick here. Nick, are you with us? Hello? Yeah, you were talking about, uh, was it uh, QWERTY keyboard? The QWERTY keyboard was not designed to slow typists down. That's what I'm calling about. Oh, it wasn't? Oh, really? No, that's that's a common myth. Uh, originally, typewriters were laid out in alphabetical order, and then inventor C.L. Scholes created the QWERTY layout to make it so that you would tend to alternate hands with each letter press, which was, which both reduced jamming and sped up typing. Hmm. Uh, and uh, no studies have consistently shown that Dvorak is any faster, and the ones that do were funded or conducted by Dvorak. By Dvorak. <laughs> nice, nice. I'm glad you uh, enlightened us as to that. Thank you for that. Anything else you want to share tonight? Yeah. Um, I keep hearing this figure about uh, welfare overhead, is that the welfare overhead cost is 70%, but... I've heard I've, it's between heard 60 and 70%, that. but go ahead. Wait, what, what was that? I've heard it's between 60 and 70%. Yeah. But um, I, I saw a Media Matters article that was disputing this and saying that according to the Government Accountability Office, it's usually under 20%, and it's like 4.9% for Medicaid. I find that pretty hard to believe. I'll have to take a look over at Dr. Mary Ruart's Healing Our World, which is where I got those numbers from. She cites everything oh, really? uh, in, in her book. Every claim that she makes all has uh, it all yeah, has got the citations to back it up. Hmm? Yeah, I got the audio book of that. I've, well, I've the audio book does. I don't think the audio book has the citations, but uh, if you actually get the uh, the actual text version, I think it's I think it's in both the '90s edition and the aughts version. Uh, there are, there should be a citation for that claim. Okay, I'll check that out. Uh, but either way, whether it's true or not, even if it's uh, even if it's not oh, yeah. true, uh, it's you know government welfare is still wrong because it's stealing. Yeah. All right. Anything else? No, that's all. Thanks for the call. Appreciate hearing from you at eight hundred. Two five nine ninety two thirty one. Tommy in Scotland, you're on Free Talk Live. You'll never take our lives. You'll never take our Free Talk Live. <laughs> you know, you guys, you guys actually restore my faith in your lovely country there mm. after being besmirched by consecutive dumb presidents. Uh, you know, and uh, you, you restore my faith in humanity. Little old free talk live. Yeah, this yeah. one radio show. Wow, and I got, that's well, quite a compliment. Still not, there's still not much hope for the federal government, I would say, but the citizens of America are waking up in, in higher numbers. Yeah, God bless you all, and I hope you keep doing it and lead the way, just like the people in Tunisia and Egypt are leading the way for the Muslim world. Hopefully, United States of America, the good people, can lead the rest of the people of the world. People in Great Britain are sleepwalking to our own doom. I'm on the radio stations all, all over the UK, trying to start my own blogs, start my own websites, start my own radio stations to get people to waken up and smell the coffee before it is too late, before we destroy this beautiful planet, before there's nothing left. I've got three of the most beautiful children that God could ever give me, you know, and what are we leaving to them? And what are we leaving to their children you know, my, my grandchildren will be living for another, you know, into another hundred years, maybe. You know, and what's going to what's going to be left of the planet with the resources that were depleting? You know, I've phoned up to talk about the thing about well, you know, trails. Tommy, uh, just point of information on the idea of the resources depleting. I don't know. Uh, how likely that is to occur. I think that the marketplace, were it to be free, 
to be allowed to work would continually find new resources. I mean, even if the even if something is going to run out, uh, one thing that the marketplace is very good at is coming up with new ideas. You know, necessity being the mother of invention, uh, finding, discovering new new things, new uh, new chemicals or whatever. Or, you know, for instance, you look at gold or you look at uh, you look at oil as a perfect example. Years and years ago, it was uh, pollutant. It was something that was and uh, you know it was it was an annoyance to farmers. It was polluting farmland. They hated it. And then somebody figured out how you could refine it and they figured out how you could you know fuel things with it and then all of a sudden it became black gold and it became well, listen, you know a huge boom can I come back you can, oh, but not tonight because I mean, we're out of time. But I thank you for the call, uh, Tommy, and I appreciate hearing from you. Want to make sure we have time to give you the Toto Sack before we go. Two pack of the Toto Sack is yours if you call in right now. T O T A S A K dot U S is their website. Helps you bring the groceries back in from the car. For me, it's one trip. It's awesome. It's a great little device, and you can have two of them. If you call in now, it's 603-435-1105. It's a special contest line just for you, 603-435-1105. If you call in, somebody is going to win a two-pack of the Toto Sack. And we will see you tomorrow night. Mark should be returning at that time, unless the TSA detains him. Uh, We'll see you tomorrow night online. In the meantime, at freetalklive.com. Thanks, Ryder. Thank you. A very wealthy U.S. citizen is predicting that, in 2011, we'll witness the most important day in America in more than 50 years. He says it will change everything about our lives. The way you shop, travel, invest, educate your children, and even how you take care of your health and your family. Now, this man has made some outrageous predictions over the years, but he's usually right. He predicted the collapse of GM, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, and America's biggest mall owner. And recently, he created a video, which you can watch online for free, detailing his biggest and most important prediction yet. I can't stress this enough. You should at least watch this free video online today. He explains everything you need to know, including simple steps you can take to protect yourself. You can find the video at endofamerica19.com. Although this video may be offensive to some audiences, it's worth checking out. Again, it's endofamerica19.com. That's the numeral 19. That's endofamerica, the numeral 19.com.